Warning, the Dub Talk podcast contains language and content that is definitely not suitable for younger audiences. I mean, the contents in this episode would disgust people. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, this episode will contain spoilers for Seven Mortal Sins, as well as any other anime series that may occur. So, prepare yourself for spoilers. Also, the opinions expressed are that of the individual participants in tonight's episode, and do not reflect the views of the Dub Talk podcast as a whole. And finally, summoning circles are serious business, whether it be used for censorship or rituals. I mean, I just tried to use one a while ago to summon Lucifer for this podcast, and instead I summoned some kind of Fujoshi demon. <laughs> She's trying to torture me with love life itself at the end. But jokes on her, I actually like those shows. Ah oh, shit, she spoke out the tobacco but the OVA. I better run. Anywho, enjoyed the show. <laughs> Welcome to our diabolic paradise, my sweet maidens. This is Dub Talk, where a group of sinners get together to discuss the latest in Samuel Dubs and home video releases. I am Jamal, the Sinner Pride. I may look at Sweetens inside on the outside, but I have a dark side that no one else is seeing. Joining me in the knife circle of hell tonight are my friends. First up, we have the Sinner Sloth. Roots of Justice. To be honest with you, I'm just as surprised to be here as you are. <laughs> Next up, she's not afraid to speak her mind. We have the sinner, the sinner envy, Megan. Fuck bitches, get money. And last but not least, we have the sinner of lust, the sinner melancholy, and the sinner greed, Andrew. Porn glorious porn Unfortunately the sin of gluttony could not join us tonight. He's too busy sacrificing a goat to some goddess named Tifa Lockhart or something. I think it also and might have to do That is the best pot shot at anybody else on this show ever, and I bow down to you. Okay, so... Not only did you insult his faith, you insulted his waifu. Hey, nothing's off limits tonight, am I right? No. <laughs> you are right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going full-on NC-17, so we're all gonna whip it out and lay bare in front of you all. We're going to jack off in church tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And the four of us to unite to review probably one of the most raunchiest anime yet on this channel, Seven Mortal Sins. This is the worst anime I've ever fucking watched for this show. I've watched much worse anime, though this is this is yeah. probably the this is the most pornographic thing I think I've probably watched in a while actually. Yes, seven more sins. Not seven deadly sins like my Google search bar tends to confuse. Because nothing says sinning like recording this on a Monday. Oh, thank God I could drop this voice now. It's but hard, most... isn't it, right? Yeah, it is. 
For those that haven't seen this show, here's a quick summary for you. Before Lucifer's fall, Hell was ruled by seven demon lords, known as the seven mortal sins. These beautiful and tempting devils seek complete corruption of the world, but everything is about to change when Lucifer is cast down to the realm of Hell, and takes up arms with an earth girl named Maria, whose corruption will rule Hell and the hearts of mankind. This show has a plot, quote unquote. Quote. <laughs> and that is the plot, quote unquote, with story beats, quote unquote. Yeah, it doesn't help. This is brought to you by uh, Studio Otland and TNK. Okay. The same people. The same people the who same are people, dead. The same people who also made Senran Kagura, as well as Iki Tosin. We got pedigree tonight, boys! Forget the fact that Artlet also made Mushishi and Legend of the Galactic Heroes, too. Hey, yes. We had pride once, on boys! And on the other half, TNK made High School DXD. You know what? That, that, yeah. 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 Now, come on, everyone. Everyone's, come on, everyone. Someone's got to make money somehow. That is true. So basically, no. it's a little something like. Money! Okay then. And so, t so yes. So tonight, this is a double view, and as such, there will not be any predictions. Hell, I don't. Really, originally, I don't think any of us were wanting to cover this show. I mean, if it wasn't for the ADR director and the scriptwriter. Okay, can I say something first before we delve in and actually have fun? I woke up my dog pretending to masturbate. Has <laughs> <laughs> uh, haven't we all been there? <laughs> oh, good God. Okay, in all seriousness, before I I, I go into to fun fun mode, Dave. <laughs> Dave! Dave! <laughs> I hate this fucking show. I have watched some pretty bad shit for this podcast. I have no shame. I like to hurt myself for the amusement of our fan base. If I have to watch one more scene of torture porn again this year, I'm going to burn down the entire southern United States. I will fucking... Destroy people! I am not envy! I am wrath right now! And I am clearly still recovering my voice! This show was fucking awful! However, it does not. Not something that Dave in his cast. Oh fuck. I've already ruined who the ADR director is. So let's just ADR it. director person. Anyway, we'll cut that in post. Anyway, anyway ADR yes. director person and crew. Anything I say bad about the show is not directed at you. You guys aren't the animators. You're not the creators. You're just here to act. And it's clear by your Twitter accounts how much you love this show. However, this show is a hot piece of flaming fucking garbage. I really feel like everybody involved knows that. Anyway, Jamal, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, so the ADR director is the Pineapple Man himself, Dave Trosco. 
Yes, that's right, people. Gurren Ichinose has directed the dub. <laughs> well, this isn't the first time life fucked him over. Yeah. And the scriptwriter is Clint Baker. <laughs> oh, is that who I that said is? Clint. Clint, not... Uh, yes, yeah. as for other works, Dave is a brand new director. Uh, his only other credits are All Out, My First Girlfriend is a Gal, but he's also assisted on Isaiah the Last Witch and Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. I didn't know he did it. Well, at least one of those shows was good. At least one of those was good, yeah. <laughs> okay, at least two of those shows were good. I've never seen All Out, but... Yeah, All Out. I have it. I have, I have it. It's pretty solid. And as for Clint Bacon, uh, the works you've seen him write is Barakamon. He's half of the infamous duo who wrote Honda-kun, an Ota ultimate otaku teacher, alongside Cliff Chapin, One Piece, Beyond the Boundary, and Token Rainbow Hanamaru, among many other works. So, what are your thoughts, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> ah, uh, Dave! Dave, you son Okay, so we should probably say something. When we were planning some of these out, Mr. Trosco actually came to us asking if we could cover Seven Mortal Sins. Now, let me preface that for you, because the way this happened was, uh, me and Megan were watching the show one night, and, uh, Dave was being... Okay, uh, look, I checked it out out of morbid curiosity, okay? Well, yes, I get that, but when when me and him were trading puns back and forth, Megan was like, Dave, don't encourage him. I have podcasts to do with him, Dave. Dave! <laughs> Dave! And yeah, because I think how... we were recording something together, and I was like, don't you fucking worry my life, Dave. To be honest, if you haven't noticed by the spring arc, like, we originally wanted to put this as one of the shows to vote in. I would have done it if it had got voting in, but due to certain circumstances, here we are now. Here we are now. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I actually appreciate the fact that I was forced to watch this show. I'm not! It's fucking hot garbage. But, 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 the dub honestly saved the show on the grounds that it actually made probably what would have been a show done straight. Straight, in quotation marks, mind you. A show that would have been done straight. There's a lot of lesbian undertones. A show that would have been done straight and actually had a lot more fun with it, with the dialogue, and, like, actually made it a much more com comedic romp about... E Literally, I think every girl in the show calls each other a bitch at some point. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. And there's a lot of weird dialogue things that they do, and it's genuinely funny. I've had some genuine belly laughs watching this show, and I actually give all that credit to uh, Dave and Clint Bickham. Undertones, yeah, you say? I mean, oh I'm, I'm sorry. This show is like an entire Broadway production where every word sung is the word lesbians. <laughs> lesbians! <laughs> Coming up and down the street, we got singing clams tonight. Keep it gay, keep it gay, keep, keep it, gay, it gay, keep it gay. Da, 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 da. Oh, man. So, I, ah. I, like, it couldn't be any more blatant if it tripped and fell into a box of hammers. 
Oh, good guy. It's, it's basically, by the end of this, I'm pretty sure all these women are sweating and smelling of tuna. Um, point is, oh. I'm, I'm actually genuinely impressed with this, because there's a lot of interesting performances all around, and it, there's a, a nice variety of, like, some veteran people, as well as some people I've never heard of before, and... I actually genuinely appreciate the effort of getting some new faces and old faces and just letting them go fucking nuts. This is an insane show, and even though I didn't particularly like it, I think this is a show you could tell everybody involved was having a fucking blast on, and I respect that a lot. I really do. Yeah, I personally think... I think he said himself that, like, he got the show dropped on him, but, you know, he wasn't willing to go down without a fight. So, you know, I mean, he punched it up the best he could, you know, while trying to give it a different sound. Because had it been anybody else, I think the only director that was left was probably Joe McDonald. If it had been Joe McDonald, it probably would have been good, but it would have been safe. Knowing so, jo I'm glad. Knowing Joe, like he would have brought his baby to recording. <laughs> oh, good God. No. Oh, good God, no! Save that innocent boy. Um... But no, my thing is, like, this show is something I don't want to ever watch again. Like, I will not go back and watch this uncensored. Because, like, look, if this is what you fucking jack to, butt stuff and blasphemy, have on you, buddy. I, I mean, wank in peace, you motherfuckers. Um, and this it's funny, because it's not a show I'd really watch it either. I mean, you don't see me jerking my gherkin every Sunday night, but, you know... I you know there are some people who are jerking their gherkin off. They are churning the butter at the midnight hour on a Sunday night, which is all the more fitting for how offensively blasphemous this show could be to some people. By the way, real yeah, talk, like, Devil Girls, Demon Girls, that's my fucking fetish. I would totally jack into <laughs> that. Thanks, Andrew. You're welcome. I've seen what else you po repost, you fucking Mako, you fucking Makoto Akira shipper. <laughs> I apologize for nothing! <laughs> Look here, I've seen all your fucking favorites on Twitter. I know when you favored hentai. <laughs> oh yeah, just because I'm the girl, you don't think I know what fucking hentai is? I am probably dirtier than all you motherfuckers combined! I don't doubt this. Come at me, bitch! <laughs> Continue your point, Megan. That being Continue said, your thoughts, that being said, I don't know how they did it. I don't know how much alcohol was involved in the writing process. I don't know if they took quaaludes and recreated the scene from Wolf of Wall Street. But Dave, Clint, Godspeed, you bastards. Um, this oh, yeah. show, this show has no right to be this entertaining. Like. There are maybe four episodes of this show that are actually genuinely not torture porn. Okay, two and a half. And that is the rock battle in episode five? Rock battle, idol battle, you know. Yeah, rock idol battle. Japan. Which had some of the greatest banter I've seen about idols ever. Um, there was not a lot of torture porny stuff in the MMO episode. Surprisingly. To which even the... Even the MMO in a shitty harem wink-off show is still better than Sword Art Online. <laughs> <laughs> better even than Netoke. Which is the makes... worst MMO show of all time. Worse than I don't Sword know, Art I'd Online. still, I would still, 
At least NetoJ knows how to write a character consistently, unlike Sword Art Online. That's a conversation um, for another day. Another day. Yeah. And then, like, the episode with the butt stuff. The only thing weird in that episode was the suppository. Like, why is that your fetish? Honestly, why I'm, is surprised. I'm surprised they didn't do the suppository thing sooner. Why you do this, man? <laughs> why you do this? Was that bad? That we'll was get bad. to that. that was, no. That I'm sorry, Jamal. I have anger at this show, but I can't be mad at the pineapple man. I'm sorry, Lieutenant Gurren. I followed you into hell and it got me killed by Lightning Hitler's angel in a box. We're only just this starting this episode, ladies and gentlemen. You're in for a fun one. <laughs> All right. I'm so sorry, right. Lilac. I'm so sorry. So rude. I'm losing my voice before the con. Okay, then. So we agreed the direction is good. The writing, however, I kind of noticed, like, Clint has been putting in some references, like, here and there, like, song references. You know what? Uh, it works. It works. Honestly, because I feel like if this script was, like, to the letter of the Japanese, because I feel like it keeps the spirit of this fucking garbage fiesta... Also, B, I've been looking at a gif of Jeff Goldblum shirtless hugging a baboon for the last five minutes. <laughs> wow. Nice. This is, this is but, a psychological like, case study for Megan tonight. You've yeah. broken me, Trosco! You owe me one! So, <laughs> so good. Just I did get on with it! it. Uh, what was that, Boots? I did have something to say before we really moved on to script writing. Okay. Um, you know, as hot garbage as the show is, I really do appreciate that they went and they got some more obscure people to play the role. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, the spring season in particular, because, you know, as a podcast, we have to watch a lot of Funimation simuldubs at once. Like, a lot of the bigger shows... Certain names keep repeating in the main cast over Specifically and over. male people. Like male people, in particular a couple actresses in a few of the We're not gonna the bigger shows. We're, we're not we're gonna not list gonna names. Go, you know, no no no. But um I mean but like in the case of my hero and Attack on Titan though, it's it's not really fair to use that as a criticism in those two cases. Because at the point where at least a few, especially Attack on Titan's case, a lot of those actors weren't as well-known as they are now. Right, no, and I am absolutely not using those as a baseline. Because, number one, they were both recorded at different time periods, their first seasons. So they have to get everybody back, and they have to uh, they have to find new people for new roles. So that's, that. that's irrelevant to the point you're trying to make. Right, so exactly. Continue. But, um, it's just refreshing. This and Kato brought in a whole bunch of new people. And, you know, I use the term training wheel dub a lot. And that is not in any way, shape, or form meant to be an insult. Because they are very interesting to watch. Especially, you know, you come back to a show two, three years later... And suddenly, a really small name you see in a main cast of a of a minor show is suddenly one of Funimation's bigger actors. It's kind of cool. 
Like how like if you went back and watched Show Me and Samples, Sarah Wiedenhaf would be one. Uh, another right. another one is Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash, which was Dead like ass. that. No wait, Grimgar Ash is an illusion. My mistake. That was a show yeah, even... where I didn't know who a lot of those people are, and they've since become regulars on our show, basically. Jamal, you're the Understandable. host. <laughs> yeah. I'm chewing on an apple right Sorry, now. Sorry, it was just silence. I was done with my point. Anything else you wanted to add, or if you you made your stance words? Um, in terms of script writing, I really like how clever the show got when it wanted to be. I know, right? Like, the, the, the MMORPG episode was full of gaming references. Uh, the, the, the music battle episode was riffing so much on idol culture. Like, <laughs> I think my favorite line in the uh, MMO episode is, "Don't you know the skimpier the armor, the better the defense." I, I yes, <laughs> like that, was that line like fucking killed me. Like I just busted out laughing. Like it, oh. it was abundantly clear that this show had a lot more research into its script writing than it really needed, and it was a touch that is definitely felt and appreciated. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean. We're going to get to my favorite line later, along with another character, but general consensus is direction and script writing is good. They really gave it their all. Let's move on. They, they okay, gave before we move on really quick, I did. do want to ask Sorry. one thing to, to, to Roots, because I haven't... I tend to not watch episodes of shows I'm interest, that of us I'm potentially interested in watching this show later, and I'm only doing this now because if you have not followed me on our Twitter... I actually found a Kato cosplayer at a con. Oh, sick. I found the, um, the white, the, the, the demon Kojaku ripoff looking motherfucker. That's cool. That oh, Jason yeah, yeah. Lebrecht plays. Um, is the dub worth checking out? Yes. Just for the, just for the interesting voice cast? Yeah. Okay. Okay, it, cool. I will watch that after I go through my backlog. It's rough around the edges, but it, it's worth it. Like the animation. Anyways. That show gave yeah. me the best reaction face ever. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> okay then. Now we're going to dive right into the first group of characters. First up we have Mina. Who is Maria's friend. Who goes to the same church as her. And is also a closeted lesbian. Also disappears after like three episodes. Yeah. Pretty much. Most of these. Are Every one of these characters we're not going to have a lot to say about. But we're covering them anyway. We have the Archangel Michael, who is pretty much, I want to say the primary antagonist, but she's been behind the scenes so much you don't see her off. She's the final boss. She like, she's the final, she's the final boss in quotations. Oh, that's a good way to put it. And we have Gnosis, the uh, demon armor of Balao. Who is one part <laughs> of one of the worst character designs in the show, more on that later. Yes. Oh god, I'm gonna rip on so and much. So, <laughs> and so Mina is played by Caitlin Glass. God damn it! You've seen it. God damn it! I knew we were gonna mention this. Fuck. Who you've seen in other roles such as <laughs> Mina Ashida from My Hero Academia. <laughs> Suffer, Andrew. Andrew. I knew it. Suffer. <laughs> this is your punishment. Welcome to your circle of hell, where all it is, is lewd minas. No, can it be Welcome no. to lewd hell. Holy shit, Roots. The circle would be like fucking rape dojins. That's all it, I find. All, it's, all it is is NTR rape dojins of Mina. No, God. 
Why would you do that to me? Oh, let's move on. Ah! <laughs> We're just breaking people tonight. Yes, anyway, Mina's played by Caitlin Glass, who you see in other roles is Mina Ashido from My Hero Academia, Retrie from Show by Rock, Maki from Love Life, and Michael from Maria the Virgin Witch. At least two and of those are lesbians. I had more lesbians, but, you know... Guess which ones? So many lesbians, so little time. Yes, and... Oh yeah, she's also Michael from Maria the Virgin Witch. Speaking of Michael... Ah. She... She is voiced by Kristen Sutton, who you've seen in other roles as Chioi Sakurada from Castle Town Daddy Lion, Asuka Kano from Fairy Tail. I knew it. Oh no! I knew it. I knew you were going to mention it. <laughs> oh no! Babby! Uh, Why would you do this, Dave? Fumie Hyakuya from Self of the End. Oh, she's one of the cannon fodders. Yeah, and another role we can't talk about just mm -hmm. yet. And Gnosis is played by Brad Smeaton, who you've known from uh, All Out as Mutsumi Hachiyoji. He's also Shinpei in My First Girlfriend's a Gal. So, let's begin. Uh, okay. Uh, Mina's Caitlin Glass. Like, God damn it. Uh, Mina. <laughs> Mina's a gay little church girl who's there. And then she's not there. Uh, Kenosis? Anyway, anyways. Uh, and Michael's the only one I have things to say about. Because Michael was actually kind of interesting in that it was, she was a crafty little angel from the side, angel from the ropes. Um, but she actually proved an interesting final boss in that sequence and that, it, it really was the final boss. Everybody was working together to basically take down her her wings. So I totally could have seen like some hardcore Metal Gear Rising music in the background during that sequence, which would have made that fun. Uh, she's pretty interesting as Michael, and she did the part good. She sounded menacing and authoritative enough, but also kind of like she respected uh, Lucifer. Okay. And that's all I got. Uh, personally, for me, Mina, Caitlin Glass, she did a pretty good job. You don't, you don't see her again midway through episode two. She's very, she seems to be very good at the lesbian characters. Uh, yeah. My as for Michael, she proved to be a very good antagonist, and Kristen played it very well. But I would, I thought it would have been maybe a little deeper voice, but maybe that's just me because of the name Michael. And. Brad's meeting his gnosis, I mean, it was a little hard to tell with the filters, but he sounded a little bit like Patrick Seitz to me. But I think it worked for what the character was. He set the role of flame, basically. Okay. <clears throat> Do you want to go Roots, or should I? Um, basically, there wasn't a lot to either of the three of them from what I saw. I only got up to, like, episode 9, so I, I really didn't get to any of Michael's major major stuff so I didn't see enough of either of them to make a well, I mean you see her mostly in, you see her mostly in flashbacks especially in episode one where she cast Lucifer down to hell Bob bitch they're not they're uh, not figurines so they don't matter <laughs> Except for apparently, if you watch the last episode in the end card, it's, you see Michael and all the other virtues my, as like little chibis, but um. 
My thoughts, yeah, it, that's a that's apparently a thing. Oh yeah, um, they had. Uh, it's one of those shows that had different artists and cards. Yeah, is it me or does Michael look like a Rule sixty three version of Bison from Street Fighter? Yes. Where the fuck? Okay, wait, hang on. The hat. While Andrew goes to Google, you know, you um, know what, I, you know what. While Andrew goes to Google, I'll talk. Um, Caitlin and uh, what's his name who plays Nos? Brad. 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 Yeah, if they actually did something, I would remember their performances a little bit more. They, I mean, they're fine for for bit characters. Um, Caitlin is just like the plot convenience lesbian dropper before she. The fucking show's directors, who I I honestly don't think knew what they were actually doing, other than we have to make something that looks like a story so people will buy our our, our figurines. Um, they I feel like they didn't really know what to do with the two of them, and Nos. I mean, again, it was really hard to tell over the filters, but he sounded all right. Michael, I can say something for because Michael has at least a decent chunk of dialogue in an episode. Um, I thought she was okay. Um, I feel like that she was, I feel like she was trying to play the line between beautiful and venge and like angry or like wistful too much and it kind of got muddled. It's not necessarily bad, but compared to some of the other performances in this show, I don't think it really holds up with them. Um, especially in the last half of the series. Because for as much as we talked about the writing being, like, really funny and stuff, when it when it had to be serious, I, and I think this isn't the fault of Clint or anybody, I think it's the actual show in this case, because the show tries to put a plot into the last, like, four episodes of the show out of, like, fucking nowhere, um, and they suddenly had to dump all this exposition. I feel like sometimes the delivery was a little flat, but that's more of the fault of the writing and not the actual actor. Because it's like, here, you need to sound all of these different things. While also, it's like, oh, Lucifer, um, you're the one I wanted to fight all this time. Didn't you know? <clears throat> and Lucifer's like, no, you need to do this, this, and this. And plot, 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 plot. But I mean, they were pretty good. Not as good as the rest of the girls. But I'm not gonna say it's like what fucking drove the nail into the coffin you know it just hit me what michael actually looks like and it really distracted me uh what? michael in her battle outfit looked like hifumi's cosplay in new game and it was really oh, distracting me and i never got what it was until <laughs> just now New game episode 11. Wow. Compare Hifumi's cosplay to what Michael looks like, and you'll fucking see it. Uh, Anyways, I think we're gonna probably to just ruined a show. Go watch a new game. It's that's a that's a adorable show with baby. <laughs> we're, we're ruining a lot of things tonight. So. Yeah. Oh, trust me. Yeah. When we get to Belisle, everyone's childhood is going in the toilet. Okay. When we get to the next section, I'm probably gonna ruin food oh, for y'all. Oh no, I know. Oh, oh. <laughs> All right, you dirty, dirty whore. Let's keep this going. Oh, oh. oh me and Jamal okay, who also has gets. It, me and Jamal also get to ruin the view, get to educate everybody about a certain city, don't we? Oh. <laughs> Jamal, you can't just stop when yeah. you're midway inside of us. You gotta keep the pace up, okay? <laughs> 
Okay, so everybody said their yes. thoughts. Yeah. Good. Good, because mine a little broken right now. Anyway, we're going to move on to our first persons. We have the Demon of Lust, Asmodeus. And we have the Demon of Greed, Mammon. Asmodeus, uh, she's the most difficult king, demon king to deal with. Besides being troublesome, she likes to tease for the sake of things. Yeah, because nothing says sexy like being dressed like a bumblebee with goat horns. Which in hindsight kind of makes sense. And she's pretty good on a pole. I think you missed the bumblebee part, but okay. <laughs> Look here, some people want to fuck your goat. <laughs> oh no. 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 And Mammon. Let's talk. You've been a very bad boy. And let's talk about Mammon and her mammary glands. What's up with her? Yeah, she's a single mother and widow with a very soft demeanor. Uh, she has uh, apparently five more than 500,000 children in her possession. <laughs> and in order to feed them, she has to make <laughs> dangerous medicines <laughs> to sell them <laughs> off the high price. Also, hey guys. What? Her milkshake brings all the boys uh, to the yard and they're like... Uh, <laughs> and she's like, do you want to raise my kids? <laughs> yeah, she won't be your mom, but... My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Oh, yeah, God. she... What? It's not even the right accent. You're, you're going I want my Scottish. baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back, baby back. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're not making her sound like whatever sort of foreign... Like creature that she was trying to replicate, and you make her sound like Shrek. Yeah, oh all god, I, all, it's perfect! I know Do I know why that's perfect? Because she is of the philosophy of better out than in. Oh, good god. <laughs> hey guys! Well, she won't be your mom, but she'll be your mom. Guys, guys. Guys. What? It's all ogre now. <laughs> anyway, the only thing I know about Mammon is she won't be your mom, she'll be your mommy. Let's move on. Uh, as Bodius is played by Bo dun, 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 Megan. 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 Chill. So As Bodius is played by Morgan Garrett, and Mammon is played by a relatively new actress, Annabelle Thorne. Uh, other works you've seen Morgan Garrett in: she's Ayami Shaga from Bento, she's Twelve from Gonna Be the Twin Tail, she's Forlacia from Heavy Object. Seraphim from Is This a Zombie, and Akira Mado from Rude, Tokyo Ghoul Rude. My waifu. Put that in for you. As for Annabelle Thorne... I, I appreciate that. No problem. As for Annabelle Thorne, her only other role is uh, Kokoro from My First Girlfriend is a Gal. So I imagine this is probably what happened if Kokoro wasn't Brokoro. <laughs> That is such a terrible pun. Let's commence this discussion. Yes, let's start with Asmodeus. Uh, personally, I... Asmodeus? <laughs> Asmodeus? More like dat Asmodeus. Oh, good God. Oh! Pers oh, oh. Uh, hey, personally, I think this was a typecast in Morgan's favor, but she does this very well because she usually has this kind of sexy inflection of voice. She can hardly turn off, and I think Dave brought it to its fullest potential. I, for, okay, for God's sakes, the poor woman's got to make fucking orgasm noises. This isn't her first rodeo with that. 
Okay, dang. This is an astonishingly good point. Honestly, like, Morgan Garrett's done a lot of really, like, sex sexy, sultry characters, so, like, she's really yeah. good at this. The only difference is this time she's talking about how wet she is. And yet, my waifu is the one that isn't that sultry. God. Yeah, she turned it up to 11. I, I fucking like, watched that episode. Isn't one of her lines, isn't one of her lines literally in the show, like... This is making me wet just thinking about it. Yes, she says that what? on several occasions. <laughs> one of the lines that <laughs> was one of my favorites was, "Once you pop, you can't stop." Oh god! Yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> I forgot that one. <laughs> oh god! Things we have ruined tonight: Pringles, product placement, milkshakes. Remember, people. <laughs> If you're going to be a sexy demon lady taking a virgin Christian girl to bed, ask her consent first. Yeah. Uh, what would Asmodeus do? I because here's the thing. At least Asmodeus was like, nah, fam, just let him fuck. <laughs> yeah. Live and let Roots. fuck. Roots, you have any thoughts before we move on? Um, is this... I'm sorry, I had to step out for just a sec. Was it, is this for both or just We're talking Asmodeus. about Asmodeus Well, what's that right with Asmodeus right now? We're starting okay. with Asmodeus. As um, she was all right. All right. It's, uh, like, she got some really great lines in there. On a scale from one to ten, how tight were your pants? <laughs> uh, five. But, you know, it's, it's Morgan Garrett. I mean, we love her regardless. Even right. when she turned the crazy up to 11. I'm but just I, glad for... Like, Sorry, I go like ahead. The, I like the whole pole dance thing where she's just like... Uh, yeah. Quote, uh, Where she's just like to Levy, she's like, fuck you, bitch. I, I was fun watching Levi fail at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Am I the only one who calls her Levy? Levi, Levy, either or. Oh, God. D either or. Ironically, she's not wearing jeans, so. You gotta wake the shaft. Wake the shaft. <laughs> so we're in agreement Morgan Garrett was good in this role. Yeah, I'm just I'm just glad for once I could talk about Morgan Garrett and not mention milk and cookies. Morgan Garrett, this seems and yet you did. just did it anyway. And speaking of milk and cookies, let's move on to Mammon. Look, I'm pretty sure it. Let's put it like this: uh, Mammon's the one that's giving milk. Um, Asmodeus is the one taking milk. Uh, uh, I'll let you sit uh, on that one. Thank you, Roots. Uh, now, it's, now it's in my head. Uh. The point is, you're sucking on Mammon's titties, and Asmodeus, she's probably taking all those facials. It's NC-17, bitches! I will say, I will say about that episode, because I found out that was one of Dave's most uncomfortable episodes he had to record, because he had... No shit! Uh, episode 4, when you introduced to Mammon. Yeah, that's... Okay, Okay, yeah, before we move on to Mammon, I have something to say. Go. Look here, Japan, you little fucks. If you're going to go to me and Jamal's home state, get the strip club yes, places right, you Because South Beach does not look like that. No. Look here. If you want to go have a good time with your friends and hit up really nice, cool, expensive bars, you go to Miami. If you want to throw some dollars at some titties, you go to Tampa. Yeah, you have a chill. Live on 199. There's some strip clubs right around there. Okay, look. Here's the rule of Florida. 
The more south you go, the more north you get. And the more north you go, the more you find strip clubs and sex stores what mixed in on your Bible Belt. Basically, the more north you go, the south, the more south of the equator you want to go. And then you reach Let's Jacksonville. Go. We don't talk about Jacksonville. It doesn't exist. Neither does Tallahassee. Good to know. Simba, everything the light touches is central Florida. But what about that shadowy place? That is Polk County, Simba, and you must never go there. Anyway, so, words to live by. Speaking of loving parents and their 500 billion children, let's talk about Mammon. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I mean, like, good, like, damn, she looked good, but damn, she got 500,000 children. I'm like, how? Snatch like a minivan. And 500,000 children. Uh, let's see here. Swipe right. Okay, so we could talk a bit. We could talk forever about how fucking weird that character is. Can we talk about the fucking performance? Yes. Because holy shit. I love it yeah. so much. It's so fucking this was perfect. Magical. Yes, it was. As I call her, Tit Tit Gabor. <laughs> what, what is she impersonating? What is she impersonating? She is impersonating Zha Zha Gabor. From? Just. Jaja, how do you not know who Jaja yeah, Gabor is? Maybe, you don't know who she is? What the fuck's wrong with you? I don't actually know what Jaja is. Hold on, hold on. Guys, 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 hold the phone. Not since Noah fucked up who sings You Are the Winds Beneath My Wings have we gotten to educate somebody on popular culture. I'm also like 2021. 20, I don't know. I'm 25! matter. I don't, okay, what is Jaja? Okay, I'll, I'm Googling this for I you. I genuinely don't know what Jaja is. Okay. She was an actress and socialite back in the 60s. Yes, and she was a famous hunger... She was she was crowned Miss Hungary in 1936. Her and her sisters came over. She was also an actress. She's an actress socialite. She actually passed away at 99 last December from... Unfortunately, may she rest in peace. She was in the John Huston version of Moulin Rouge. However, if you're a fan of Disney movies, you will know her sister, Eva Gabor. Eva Gabor is the voice of the Duchess from the film Aristocrats, and she's Miss Bianca in The Rescuers. Neat. Okay, so she's, a, she's basically a big foreign actress that almost made the century. That's, that's impressive. Okay, now I know. Now I know. She also had, like, Hilariously, she had like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine husbands. Fuck. So, okay, so it's perfect that you had that fucking voice then. All right. Yes. Yeah, it's like one of the most perfect castings of the show. And fucking Annabelle. I don't know Annabelle from many things. But that was a fucking impressive voice you were pulling for this character, and having to do that throughout the entire show and make it convincing and entertaining is kind of amazing. And she also... I know we're gonna mention torture porn and stuff. She has some very yeah, good... Yeah, no, fuck her, fuck her torture. That was hor... That hurt my coop. That, she had some very convincing screams. Yeah. That's impressive. But boy, that's... Boy, that scene. I like this character. I really liked Annabelle a lot as as Mammon. I thought she was fucking fantastic. Good job. I hope to hear you in more things. Uh, you will. 
Yeah, I thought it was pretty perfect too. Like, I mean, yeah, she was channeling the Shadow Boy, but to me, it sounded like a Romanian. Well, it sounded like a Romanian version of another actress we'll talk about. But I thought it was good for what she dealt, and I too would love to hear more things. Any other thoughts? I actually, uh, yeah, um, I actually. Oh God, what I actually used her as a prediction in. Um, I believe it was World End. It was. I think I actually had her as Jamie's character. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, because I didn't know a lot about her, but I really liked the way that she had her presence. Yeah. As my mom. Because, like, here's the thing out of all of the other, out of all of them. My mom actually kind of had the most legitimate, creepy but legitimate way to get followers and that was business deals and i like how she gave my mom that like sense of like a businesswoman presence in that in like the nicest way because she was basically getting followers to be fucking milk machines for her five thousand spawns but she was like that snake oil salesman who's like oh don't you know you really want this like that type of voice where it was, like, so convincing and so, like, inviting that yeah. you would have totally given in to her and had some milkshakes. And then mm. she would have told you the true ingredients. You make me feel so young. I know anybody's ever seen Whose Line will get that reference. Soylent Green is boob milk. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like by the end of the night, we're not ever going to be able to look each other in the eyes with straight faces. And as of the day of this recording, Roots and I will be seeing each other in person. A anyways, uh... Hey, this is gonna be fun! Mammon, 10 out of 10, <laughs> Demon Milf makes me feel funny. She won't be- 10 out of 10 would give me mommy kink again. Oh god. <laughs> she won't be your mom, but she'll be your mommy. Mommy, give me coming. No! 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 no. <laughs> and yeah, 10 out of 10 would seek financial advice from. I think we broke Andrew. Oh god. I think we've actually 10 done it. 10 out of 10, it. I'd hit that. Oh my god. I think we actually physically caused pain to Andrew. Any night we could break Andrew is a good night. Let's... <laughs> I think That's need... right, boys and girls. Write your Jamal X to Andrew fan fiction. No, oh, no. no. I think we need to move on. Need to move on. I am willing to pull out more four kids, Sarah, for the end if I gotta. No, 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 no. Okay, let's just let's move I'll on behave. now before we cause more irreparable damage. These demon ladies make me feel funny. Let's move on. And the voices are great. Yes. <laughs> so next up, we have the demon of melancholy, Astaroth, and the demon of sloth, Belphegor. I ship it. Yes, we know. We know. Yeah, so melancholy, I mean... So Astaroth, though she might say that she stole to see the demon of melancholy from her, she's actually a fellow needs, and probably the only person she could call her friend. 
she's pessimistic and is very is very good at music like she legitimately has like a ton of followers Hold on. She, Hold al on. she yo, also yo, has yo, the yo, best she animation. The mad beats. She also has the best animation in the show, unironically. Because, like, yeah. that's actually a really cool music video sequence. Oh, yeah. Which I was surprised she was stunned when she was looking at it. Yeah, she's very good with music, has a ton of internet followers. It's challenged by Lucifer to a uh, singing battle. And Belphegor... Epic rap battles of history. Yes, which is funny when we get to the actress. And Belphegor... It's said to have the highest abilities among the seven demon kings. However, due to her ultimate laziness, she won't show them. It's revealed she possesses the ability to create an alter reality such as video games. That's to host other humans or fans to play along in RPG. And so, Astaroth is voiced by Jade Saxton, who you've heard in similar roles such as Ringo Kinostra from No Man, Miku... <laughs> Are you okay, Andrew? <laughs> no, he's not. No, continue. I'm laughing because I, I really want to talk about Jade as this character. Please continue. We'll get to that. I'm just just so hold giggling. your horses. <laughs> just hold your horses. She's also Miku Izayoi in Dead Alive 2. Unin Show by Rock. Matomi Miyanaka in Akiba Strip. Grey from Love Tyrant. And Raruka Ando from Danganronpa 3. As for Belphegor, she is voiced by a new actress, Ella Davis, and this is her first role ever. First credited so, official role, at least. Yes, first yeah, first credited role. So, why don't you get your giggles out the way, Andrew? Why don't you start us <laughs> off? Okay, okay. So, um, long since past the days of thinking uh, Jade Saxton is only ever type typecast as the... Uh, Sundere bitchy girl. She has very, very, very impressed me in a lot of her recent outings for characters like uh, Kana, and uh, there's a couple other ones I want to think of. You mentioned Ruriko, that's another good one. Um, but this one? Okay, how do I describe the voice that she uses for this character? Um, it is... Uh, Iggy Azalea. Hang, hang on. It is, she is playing full-on... Rap God Mobster Wife. That yeah. is what I would describe <laughs> Jade Saxton's voice. Rap God Mobster Wife. Okay, full disclaimer. This actually came from Dave himself. Apparently when they recorded that episode, they were playing Iggy Azalea in the background. Like, Oh, is, just... were they actually trying to use Iggy Azalea to like get her I, mindset? I, That's think, I think so, but it feels more like Macklemore to me. Okay, no, fucking... God, I really, I want to hear Jade do that whole thing where, like, she's dropping a verse and nobody can understand what the fuck she, uh, she's saying. It's like, basher, basher, fade, fade, fade. She's like, nobody can understand what the fuck she's saying. It's like, what? At least she's more intelligent. <clears throat> Sorry. I, I was going to say something about the new DuckTales, but I can't, I can't actually admonish the voice of Donald, though it is kind of hard to listen to. So hard to understand him sometimes. Duck tits. Um, woo -hoo. Woo. Demon Tales. Woo okay. um, other than the fact that I <laughs> Okay, come on. When we get to Bilal, it's going to die really hard. Yes, okay. Woohoo. Anyway, I'm, Ducks I'm have sorry. screw penises. 
I thought we should bring that out of the open and say that ducks have screw penises. Scientific, scientifically accurate duck tape. Okay, let's continue. Uh, anyway, um, Jade. It, no, I, I, I enjoyed actually Jade's performance as Asmodeus because unlike the Astaroth. other. Asmodeus Fuck, is lust. She has the axe, which reminds me of the Soul Calibur. Ah. Yeah. Anyway, Astaroth, I actually, one of the things I really liked about it was that she seemed a lot more low-key in terms of voice than the other demons, which makes sense because she's melancholy. Um, I like that she, I liked how naturalish sounding the raps sounded in that voice because face it if you're not a rap god suddenly hey guess what you're rapping today you're just like what the fuck um however i'm gonna side with my boy mage and rico because every day is mage day in the rap battle of between the two between the demon sexes um but i i enjoyed her performance a lot Especially because when you get later on in the series and she sides with Belial and you see how it kind of hurts her because Belial lied to them. And I think Jade really genuinely got that hurt across. Even in a garbage ass show like this, when it was on point, it was on point. And I really enjoyed that about Jade's performance because it was one of, it was in one of the best episodes. And she was honestly probably one of the more enjoyable characters. Because also, of it. stage fright is a very genuine thing. It's like yes, yes, oh, it yeah. And Jade got it across really well. It's like I, I don't I don't know about you guys, but I've done like stage acting and performance and stand up stuff before, so I understand the intimidation of getting up in a crowd, being entertaining, and not fucking up. So I completely get it. Hmm. Alright, to your thoughts? Yeah, so... I I thought, performance-wise, they were both pretty good. But what made them great was the writing behind them. Yeah. Like, these were both characters that could have been... Yeah, if, if the script writing wasn't on point, but it was. Which... Which made both performances great. I feel like of all the demons, these are the ones I can actually see being, like, just straight-up people. Yeah. Oh, oh, I haven't even talked about Belfgor, yeah. but go ahead. I'm sorry. Like, they, they... Jade gets some great monologuing moments. She, she pulls off the rapping really well. And then... Belphegor gets really great one-liners right. throughout the course of the episode. Like uh, Belphegor has one of my favorite moments in the show, and that is um, <clears throat> she's being tortured by Belial, and I guess her torture is to... Um, be on a treadmill for all eternity. Be Run on a treadmill, and every time she slows down, it gets really heat and fiery. And she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Aha! And then um, Lucifer comes by and just goes, You need the cardio. Keep it up, fatty. <laughs> yeah. That was fucking crazy. Uh, that, was, that was hysterical to me, and I loved it. 
Um, I like who plays um Belfagor? Yeah. Ella Davis. Please. I know that you're we're not supposed to ask. Um What are you asking? But if she happens to be in the area and um she comes into the booth, give her a shot because I think she did a really good job with Belfgore. And it was probably one of the, another one of those like highlights of the thing, and it was a really nice performance. Um, also, B. Belfgore is the best designed of all the girls fighting. I'm actually kind of in agreement with you because, like, all of them are meant to be, like, sexualized figures and all that. But most of them seem too convoluted and, like, fucking insanely over-designed to really get that. I feel like if I was to fuck any of them... Belphegor actually strikes me as like, wow, you are squishy and fun. I could see you actually being a physical human anatomy. Hmm. I mean, I she looks Belph soft and squishy, and I would enjoy that. Anyways, um, you would. I would. I would, Jamal. Don't judge me. Anyway, as for me, to be honest, I thought to me Belphegor was kind of in a quiet taste. I thought maybe it was one of the weaker performances, but that's because I know I wasn't familiar with it at the time, but as I went on further and further with the episodes, I actually started to come around and like it. I yeah, I definitely think the MMO episode she actually got a lot to really show off her stuff and have fun as this kind of like Kitty face doesn't really give a fuck. I'm just gonna run this shit however I want. Oh no, you you are the hero, the chosen one. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what can I put on you? Uh, here, put on this fucking piece of string. Now it's the strongest armor in the game. I love that. Don't you know the skimpier the armor, the better the defense. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually thought she did a really good job at making uh, Belphegor sound really lax, casual, and like she really was just gonna pass out, and it was really fun. She was really fun. I actually enjoyed Belphegor quite a lot. She's one of the better characters to me. All right then. Any thoughts left, or are we good to move on? Uh, Roots, your thoughts? Because I don't. I, I feel like you didn't really. He said his piece. I think. I could okay, totally I do want to say picture Belphegor hating Monday, so... And maybe, like, in lasagna. <laughs> She's the Garfield. Nice. I do have to say one thing, though. Yes? Show? Tails don't come out of your booty hole. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That, that... You say... Okay, yo. In the MMO episode, Belphegor's tail is like a fucking Kamehameha beam. Um. But... She gives Maria one to train with. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was a butt plug. Uh. Tails don't come out your booty hole. That show. is a very. Tails come out your tailbone. And every other character, their tail comes out the tailbone. Tails, no come from where your poop goes. That is a very. You're just throwing me into a tailspin right now. That is a very big artist mistake a lot of people really make. Things that go in your butt. It has to be on the back. Penises. It has to be on the bone, not in the butt. Butt plugs. Don't suppository so tails. <laughs> anyway, also be. Just... Tails don't go in the booty hole. Tails don't go in the booty hole. Tails, don't put them up the butt. 
Unless... Unless the tail is public service announcement. Unless the tail is a butt plug or your ding dong. And only if they ask and consent to that, you know. Tails a butt plug sounds like an RPG. No, that sounds like a porn parody. Anyways, uh, I really yeah. enjoyed uh, fucking Jade Saxton is one of the most hilariously absurd voices I've ever heard her do, and she's fucking amazing. And I, I really actually liked uh, Astaroth quite a lot. And Belphegor was very whimsical and dumb and fun. And she's probably one of the hotter characters that I could actually see myself um, jacking it in church to. Let's go with that. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, one consensus did very good. Let's move on before Andrew moves down his pants. Do you think Belphegor would fall asleep during sex? She'd fall asleep during falling asleep. Let's move on. So, she'd be, like, extra asleep? You know, I've sung a song to the tune of Do You Want to Build a Snowman about fucking your stepbrother. And even that is not as insane as tonight. Ah, uh, okay. So, who's who's next on the chopping block? I'm glad you say that. Next up on the chopping block, we have the Demon of Gluttony, Beelzebub. And... Beelzebub. Yes, and the demon of wrath, Satan. <laughs> can, can I just go on a whim for a second and say, as soon as I saw this character's concept art and design, I knew exactly what sin she was going to be. I knew it's like she is the smallest one with the, with the flattest chest, and she looks like a little child. Of course she's the glutton. That's how that works. Which, honestly, isn't the most absurd mix-up of... You know, because little kids like to put everything in their mouths. Okay, you brought it back. I see your point. But no, it's not the biggest mix-up of sins I've seen in fictional media ever. That would belong to uh, the Nanatsu no Taizai Seven Deadly Sins, where Gother is the sin of lust, and not Meliodas. Gother, I don't even think he knows what privates are. And Meliodas is straight up putting his face in royal pussy. <laughs> anyway, to talk about Also, the only, <laughs> the only reason I could tell what sins some of these were was Digimon. What? Of like, course. You're going to have to explain that yeah, one to me. Okay, so... There's a group of evil Digimon in a bunch of the shows that are basically the Seven Deadly Sins. Uh-huh. What season? Um, let's see here. It would be number three. Tamus? Seasons two, three, and... Actually, you know what? Two, three, four, and five. Okay, oh, how does just it... Kinda, explain, how does this relate? Sprinkable. Uh, they basically use actual demon names who represent the sins. And, oh. and like, actual Judeo-Christian <clears throat> mythology. Oh, like Beelzemon and stuff? Right, right, right. Ah, okay. Like, that's how I knew them. Okay, okay. So that's how you actually recognize who these characters related to what sin for this. Right. So, uh, I think we should probably talk about who these actresses are, because I actually don't we? think I know who Bubs is. 
Well, we haven't talked about the characters yet. Okay, who are these people? Yes, Lady Beelzebub is a demon king that Lucifer keeps like a little pet. <laughs> As Lucifer is the only being who can give her orders. If she has interests other than eating, Nobody knows it other than Lucifer herself. And as for Satan, she's always engaged in eternal battle. She's known for her temperament, and uh, in her ep in episode eight, she kind of gets pissed off that the uh, gluttony's on her side, on Lucifer's side, and she will do nothing, stop at nothing to destroy her, even if it means destroying the whole goddamn world. Okay. They had a battle on the moon. It was fucking. <laughs> yeah, awesome. that that yeah. was actually kind of cool. I'm like, why is this show getting kinda cool and awesome now? This is a whole on fucking battle. They brought goddamn military people. There's a flying water whale. There's actual Dragon Ball Z battles going on. And I've almost forgotten for a second that this is a show about hardcore tits. Alright, alright. Who put the shonen battle in my pornography? Who? I mean, you, you don't wake off the Dragon Ball Z like some people? I mean, okay, no. here's what it is. They both, no, they, they both result in a strong release of, uh, what's, what's, what is it called? Uh, Fluids? Uh, testosterone. They both release testosterone in your body. For different reasons. For very different reasons. All right, so let's get right into it. Beelzebub is voiced by another new actress named Ariel O'Neill, and this is her first role ever. First Whereas, official role, at least. Yeah, as far as we know in terms of anime. Yes. Yes. Whereas Satan, ho <laughs> ho is voiced by Don Bennett, who you've seen in similar roles such as Dark Elf from Bikini Warriors, Kikuchi from Akiba's Trip, Isabella Yang from Yuri on Ice, Ah, uh, from Show by Rock, and Rico Flamel from Sky Wizards Academy, because I think this is what would happen if you actually threw it under an 18-wheeler. <laughs> I still want to kill Rico Flamel. Whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait. This, this is Don Bennett. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You no did shit. Yeah. yeah, that's Don <laughs> Bennett. That you, you did never think that. Like, from the moment they announced the cast, and I heard it, I was like, this is Don Bennett. She's very good at being very, very angry. angry and badass. And I really think she brought it all. And, like, those were some fucking blood-curdling yells. She pulled... This was, like, training for a Dragon Ball. Speaking of which... Holy shit, holy shit. Fucking idea-forming. Idea-forming. Christopher Sabat. Listen to me on this idea. Don Bennett... Cauliflower. I can oh, see stop. That. I can only get so erect. Don Bennett as Cauliflower. I had Joe Wait a second. I don't care about Dragon Ball. I, I had Joe Harris in mind. I don't give a shit that, about Dragon Ball. Days. Okay, but she is the angry, badass Saiyan one. She's the one that's actually She's... cool and not Femme Broly. I could see Don Bennett pulling off Cauliflower. That's what I'd say. Uh,. So, let's start with Satan, since we're talking about Satan right now. Um, yes. Satan is fucking badass, and I really think Don Bennett pulled all the anger management shit with this one. But it was also kind of funny when she was getting really jealous of, like, Lucifer. It's like, damn it, 
I, that would look too cute. No, no, I want to protect the little... Let's be honest with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I will always use that forever and ever. Thank you, Pitchfork. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Dawn was fucking uh, amazing as uh, Satan. Uh, are we going through Satan and then mentioning uh, Bub, or can we talk about both? We're going to talk about both, man. So. Okay, Bub is adorable. I kind yes. of... I'm actually kind of angry at how I like this character. Because... Really? Okay, listen to me, listen to me. I thought this was the flat-out going to be some really creepy... Or she was going to be like a stuck-up bitch. I thought the tiny little lowly child was going to be a stuck-up bratty character... And or just really rude and used creepily. She was used creepily, but Bub was actually kind of adorable and surprisingly endearing for her status and, like, what she was. I couldn't believe that she was a glutton because those were some of the tiniest fucking anime bites I've ever seen in my goddamn life. But she was adorable, and I actually really liked, uh, what was her name, Ariel? Yes. I really like Ariel a lot as Bub, and I'd like to see her uh, in more things. Also, I would like to point out that her friendship with Luc- her friendship with Lucifer literally started through butt stuff. <laughs> I'll bring that up again with another character. <laughs> Megan, would you like to go next? Fuck me in the ass. Um. Well, we are at that part. Continue. <laughs> No, not really. God, you weirdo. No, um, these are easily two of the best performances in the show. Yes. Um, um, in the W Awards, if if we're keeping it this year, they had voice to watch. I would put Ariel O'Neill on that. She really got the line of endearing and cute across with a slight bit of devilishness that made Beelzebub a character that you actually kind of rooted for. And it's something that happens with her where, like I said, for the middle portion of this show, I was like, okay, maybe somebody at the dying Artland fought for control of the brain and tried to make this a semi-classy show and then they lost out and the idiot got back in charge. Um, I don't think this show is ever going to be semi-classy, but I I know what you're talking about. It's like... But, uh, then April O'Neil got to moan as the rejected Gimp Brothers of the Torture Tower thing Uh, from Berserk are shoving sausages down her throat. Ravioli, ravioli, why the fuck did you loot the dragon lolly? I mean, demon lolly. It's... Ravioli, ravioli, do not loot the bub. I'm kind of surprised. It... Don't do that to little I'm bub. I'm kind of surprised. Don't do that shit to little bub. I show. feel like that was an like... inevitability, but boy, was that fucking creepy dojin bullshit. Like, uh... but like, I, I genuinely, like I said, I genuinely enjoyed Ariel's performance. Dawn was fan fucking tastic. Her, like we, I, I think we've mentioned it a couple times. Don Bennett's range is impressive as shit. And it shows in this show. Because I feel like, as a character, Satan being Wrath, she's always kind of got this tenseness to her voice. 
So even when she's like, shit, that's the cutest thing I've ever seen. She kept that tenseness there, and it's something I really appreciated. I also like that Satan is actually, like, a very noble fighter. Like, in, in a society where everybody could, could have been, like, backstabbing shitty demon people and will use any sort of dirty trick to win, I actually respected that her character was like, I want a fair fight with no hold bars. It's like, I respect that in a character. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I when I first heard, uh, what the fuck was the name? When I first heard Beelzebub, yeah, when I first heard there was Beelzebub, she kind of sounded to me like a younger Felicia Andrew. Like, it was so cute and so adorable. I was like, yeah, I could get behind this performance 100%. Yeah, she was pretty adorable for the character, except for that one episode, but that wasn't her fault. That was the show's fault. And that, yeah, Roots, you dodged a bullet. <laughs> see, yeah. And as for Don, and <laughs> as for Don Bennett, yeah, her range is impressive. Like this is actually closer to an actual one. Here's how long it took for me to get sold. The moment she went full Scorpion and said, "Get over here." I forgot about that. Yes, that was great. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, not only that, but when her episode aired, like you see her at the beginning, you see her talking to to Bilal. And, Bilal. Yeah, Bilal, yes. And I'm wondering myself, because at the moment, for some reason, I started hearing Connie Clinkbit. I had to pause the screen, check, make sure there wasn't another character on screen, and play it again. I'm like, yeah, she put in a note to Colleen Clinkbit. It was like, it was, it was pretty awesome. Like, as a matter of fact, I think that might have been a little black magic herself. Like, I mean, she didn't sell her sword to Satan. She is Satan. She is Satan, therefore she can do whatever the fuck she wants. Exactly. So yeah, basically to round up my thoughts, I really like both of these characters, and I thought both actresses actually did a pretty spectacular job. Roots, your thoughts? Uh, much the same. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Beelzebub was pretty cloyingly cute. Kinda had to be... Uh, and Don Bennett's vocal range is just the most insane thing right now. And that is absolutely awesome. And, you know, Funimation directors, put them both in more things, because they're both cool. Would you, yes. believe, would you believe that Don's currently being a cat mommy? What? Uh, have you yeah. seen, have you seen, like, her, thi her post with all the... Oh, oh! Yeah. I thought this was for an anime, not that. But she wasn't like she, the cat whisperer. No, but she, she wasn't. She's taking care of a anime. lot of baby kittens right now, and the videos she posts are fucking oh. adorable. What did oh, you yeah. think That's I really meant? Cool. Yeah, she. Oh, uh, for those of you who don't know the story of this, she found um, a, a male cat named Apollo. Well, his name was Boy, I think, when she had him, and it was adopted by. Haley, who is associate, I'm gonna say the nice way associated with Alejandro Sub, oh. and they named him Apollo. But um, he had, I guess he had a mate out in the wild, and he brought her home. And her name is Beeper, and her and Melissa Lenti, um went to the vet 
and found out Beeper was pregnant. And Beeper had kittens. And they're adorable as sin. And she does little, like, live streams of the kittens. This sounds like, this sounds like a kitten version of, uh, the, uh, what's it called? A it's something, it's a Disney movie, it involves the phrase tramp. Uh, Lady and the Tramp. Lady and the Tramp. It sounds like a kid version of Lady and the Tramp, almost. Beeper and the Apollo? Like, no, it's like be Beeper and the Tramp. Be Beeper and the Tramp. Beeper and the Tramp. You could sell... But it was really freaking cute. Alright, you could sell those movie rights to me later, Don. Um, anyways, yeah. I really like them a lot. Yeah. Hey, right, so, shall we move on to the, uh, elephant in the room? Uh, what's the, which is the, what's the elephant? The design, the character, or the tits? All three of them. We're talking about the demon of anti, Blau. Oh, good Blau! What the fuck is this character design? <laughs> hold, hold, hold on, I got a voice I need to use for this. Well, my god, is the demon of Andy Blau. What the <laughs> fuck is this character design? It's like, you took... Okay, Blau! let's 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 talk about all the individual pieces. Uh, you have Bayonetta's glasses and almost short hair. You've got Heterochromia, because, of course, you got dumb OC bullshit characters. Heterochromia. You got white hair. And you've got... Giant Ms. fucking things on her goddamn shoulders. They're like giant, like, blue bowling balls. She's got a humongous chest already. Barely anything covering the chest already. She has no pants. Fucking no panties. No underwear. The only thing covering her, cr her crotch is a goddamn, like, tramp stamp looking tape thing, motherfucker. Pasty. And... Is this hot? Is that meant to be hot? What part of that design is meant to be attractive? This isn't this is a woman I see that I would want to have sex with. This is a blow-up doll I buy in space. Ain't no kill like overkill. God, yeah. it's so fucking overkill. And the voice. Yes. We'll, Which, we'll let's get, get to that. Let's get to that now. Now that I've got my rant on her stupid fucking design. Ooh, Lord. Yes, let's get to the voice. Andrew is sexy. It's so stupid. Like, some of these characters are actually, like, some of them look dumb, but some of them are actually semi-attractive and or, like, interesting designs. This is so stupid. I think we broke I'm it, boys. I'm not even broken. I'm just angry. I am rough. Well, she's vanity, but yes, uh, the demon vanity ah! Blau. She's actually a former fallen angel named Satanil. Uh, the fact that the only prize she holds in her heart is she was born into the the Burndale household, which makes her a demon lord by birth. I'm sorry we're spoiling all this very engaging story. There's a description. 
This is why we have a disclaimer. I'm sorry we yes. ruined all that very engaging story. <laughs> yeah, she seeks vengeance against Lucifer for actually... She thought Lucifer was the one that cast it out of heaven, unaware it's actually God herself. And God's an asshole in this show. Oh, God. Yes. Everything about this show is blasphemy. Yes, yes. And so, Blau is voiced by Elizabeth Maxwell. Uh, amazing. Who you've seen in other works in as Emeon in Attack on Titan. My other, my third wife. Bishamon in Noagami and Noagami Aragoto. Alberto. My second wife. Alberto and Overlord. Uh, Victorious and Show by Rock. And Julene Street Fighter. So get out your plates. It's dinner time because Elizabeth Maxwell served up some ham. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just let him have it, guys. <laughs> Back off and let him whip his dick out in helicopter. Andrew, helicopter dick. Oh, I got the vapors up in here. You oh. go ahead, Andrew. Do the helicopter dude. Oh god, this fucking voice is holy shit. I did it, Elizabeth. Holy shit, this is amazing. That she went. Full-on Dixie Southern Belle for yes. the goddamn Satan, not Satan, that's somebody else, for the goddamn leader of the devils, and it's, it's so odd, and I didn't get it at first, uh, but it's so fucking, fucking funny and unique that it's just like, every time I see this character now, I just see this fucking Southern Belle nudist evil child it's like everything about the voice is so odd but she's having so much fun doing this voice i feel that it's just, her presence is so like i didn't really like her character and you you know my thoughts on that fucking character design but she is saved by this insanely weird uh, unique performance that elizabeth maxwell gives and it's not like my favorite character performance she's ever done, but it's the fucking funniest and most unique I've ever heard her pull off. God bless Elizabeth and God bless Dave, you crazy motherfucker. Can you I can go? Go ahead. Please. Okay, yo. Yo, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck, guys? Okay, Belial is the dumbest character design I've seen for a female character in like some time. My god, she's got two watermelons strapped to her chest held up by a fucking sticker. And she just has, like, a butt plug stuck in her vajayjay. <laughs> That's her dog. When your dog is also your armor. Uh. I mean, she's literally screwing the pooch as she walks around. <laughs> oh, god. God. <laughs> And now to maroon your childhood. You said that as I made eye contact with my dog too. Dun 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 na 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 Okay, fuck my childhood up, Megan. What do you have to say? All right. So demonic, yo, demonic lesbian Yosemite Sam here. Oh God. You know it's fucking true. You know it's oh. true. She's like demonic Yosemite Sam. Oh, I was. And 
Wagner Bugs Bunny is Lucifer. God. Uh, God, I, I was gonna do it. Yosemite Sam and I almost went to Foghorn Leghorn all of a sudden. I said, I said. Oh my god, she's like in Foghorn Leghorn and Yosemite Sam had a demon child. Oh, good God. I said, I said, yeah. please send us your. I said, I said, I said, I said, I say, I say. send us your Foghorn Leghorn, Yosemite Sam. I said, I said, Azeroth, you go, go out on that stage, girl, and you going to perform for all these people. I mean, like, I, I, I love Elizabeth Maxwell, and dear Jesus. She's got some golden ham to contend oh, for. Oh, it's fucking, it's amazing. I, I mean, she is like, like, as much as you want to hate Belial as a character, Elizabeth Maxwell makes her sound so awful and, like, such a horrible person that you want to punch Belial in her face and her titties. She, um, oh, God, it just hit like, me. Like, I enjoy this performance not because, because it's just so entertaining. Like, fuck anyone who says the accent is dumb or anything. It's fucking hysterical. It's so dumb, but it's so funny. My only, the only complaint I have, like, it is... in the wise words of a man who runs a web show just called What the Fuck is Wrong with You, as said by Nash, when a southern woman, and I don't mean, like, Texas southern, I mean, like, Dixie South, like, your southern bells, Cypress Gardens, like big skirts, little like umbrellas, gone with the wind. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Southern woman insults you. The more adjectives, the more annoyed. So what you're saying <laughs> is for like the full video. She should have been like, she should have been like Lucifer, you sweet honey iced tea sugar plum bear, bitch. Okay. <laughs> you thought that you thought that they like. But lip, fla but lip flaps, and that's just a joke, but no, I, I honestly think it's probably one of... If if not, it's one of the most hysterical performances. Not in a mean way that I've heard in a while, and as much as I hated Belial and wanted to see her lose, she at least was comedically hammy enough as a villain in this crazy I actually action. feel yeah. like if they played this character straight, it wouldn't have worked for me at all. Just because, like... I would have just not liked yeah. this character even more. The fucking Dixie Southern voice kind of makes her endearing when all that would have existed for me would have been seething rage. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I were to ever come back and rewatch this show, it would be because of Belle Isle. Are you sure yeah. it wouldn't be for the hardcore, like, wank session you probably would get without the summoning circles? Yeah. Okay, some of those, no, like, made sense, but it's like... I've seen a panty before show. That's not that dirty. Yeah, no comment. True. Yeah, Elizabeth Maxwell went full ham on here. Uh, so much to she's the point. Serving uh, tam, she's serving ham at the dinner table in the South. Like with some uh, goddamn gumbo and like pulled pork mac and cheese. <laughs> I'm gonna ruin a TV show for you. Prepare yourself. We're all fucking ruined and going down to the seven. We've broken Andrew three times tonight. It's <laughs> we're all we are husks of our former selves now. Yeah, Go she, ahead. you all. Are. She went so ham. She went so ham that she started sounding like Blanche from the Golden Girls to me. Oh, now you gotta drag the Golden Girls into this. 
Thank you for being what? a friend. What? Coming down the road. Oh, uh, you want again. you want me to make it worse? No. Yes. No, I don't. Yes, I do. I want to make this as bad as do we can. Do it. Do Go. it. I don't think it. I don't think it's that worse, but y'all be the judge. Uh, so Jackson, our friend and follower, Jackson, Nightcrawler Tigers, you know. Oh, that guy. He said, he said to me that yeah, my understanding is Golden Girls is nowhere near that horny. And then Ben Oscar comes behind him and says, Oh, funny thing. I was playing Golden Girls in the background while watching this. Okay, that's not terrible. No, there, there is a... Good By job, way, Jackson Jamal, and Ben. There is a hornier version of the Golden Girls. It's called Sex in the City. Yeah, that didn't do me anything. No. 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 Golden Girls is at least equally horny. You just don't see it. I mean, who doesn't want to see Grandma Screw? Mm-hmm. Blanche motherfucking Devereaux. Go watch Hot in Cleveland. You basically see Betty White, like, Betty White actually having, like, relationships with people when she's, like, 80, 90. She's fucking 90-something, goddamn. Yeah. So, do roosters have, like, screw penises, too? Or is that, like, another thing? I don't know. I to Google. I think, I think we're on agreement. Uh, Elizabeth Maxwell went very ham. We need to move on before we destroy anything I'm a else now. I need not to an ornithologist. Pee. Don't ask me. Okay, so we move on to the demon of envy, the thigh. We why? Let's buy it then. We move on to the Demon of Envy, Leviathan. Uh, she's pretty much Lucifer's biggest fan. <laughs> and though she said she was young. She has the juvenile attitude of a spoiled child. Yeah, she wants to pound Lucifer's pussy like Carl's Jr. Eat like you mean it. Apparently chickens do not have penises. Oh, yeah, that's a this thing. This is a thing, people. Colloquial kisses. Yeah, she possesses the power of water, and at some point, through Beelzebub's encouragement, she transforms into a magical girl. So, have we, so, have we moved on to talk about everybody's favorite angry, wet lesbian? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Might I begin, Excellent. though, when we, when we actually get to it? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah so, Leviathan is voiced by Brittany Larder. <laughs> hey, Brittany. Other roles... Other roles you might have seen her in is Audrey and Honeypop. Gee, you wonder why. Uh, Nene Fujinoki from My First Girlfriend's a Gal. Opal from World War Blue. Rina Tachibana from Real Rainbow Gates. And Plug Cryostat from Jujin Chan. So, Roots, the floor is yours. As long as it's not wet, that uh, is. Somebody get a mop. Um, in any case, um... Leviathan's one of my favorite characters in the show because she gets some of the best lines, including, <laughs> let's see here. Oh, God, he's got notes. Oh, God, he's got a chart. Everybody oh, down. Roots uh, has a chart. For Roots of Justice, writing things down in a chart is basically the equivalent to blowing his load. <coughs> 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 Right, good, good written charts are Roots' is king. <coughs> <coughs> uh. Roots, 
I love you so much. I want you to know that. Your tits are rocking. So <laughs> creamy. <laughs> Did you legitimately just start keeping a notebook because of this? I fucking Leviathan, I feel like, is a character I really wouldn't like in any other show that wasn't a trashy porno like this one. Because I just probably would have been annoyed by, like, bitchy, jealous type. But she's so fucking outlandishly funny that I kind of forgive it. And Brittany Lauda is fucking perfect. Yeah. She's Brittany Lauda, so queen good. of the butt stuff. Queen of the butt stuff. Bubble, 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 butt stuff. She just <laughs> wants some fucking angel demon puss something fierce. Yeah, her character here kind of reminds me of her character from Judy-chan, where they're both dumb, but they both admire their love, and they both have scenes where that's a lot more pee than I'd ever need to see. I'm sorry, hang on, what? Yeah, don't, if you want to watch Judy-chan, watch it at your own risk, but, yeah. Did you see some sweet anime pussy? Judy-chan. I not only saw not I not only saw that I saw too many golden showers. <coughs> oh goody! But anyway, but Juden Chan, no. If you have a piss fetish, you're in luck. Juden Chan. Juden Chan. If you if you're crazy enough to spend thirty bucks on right stuff for it, like I did, just watch it for the dub. Juden. Guys, can like I say this. one more about Juden Chan? Go ahead. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. Juden Chan, a golden opportunity for water sports fans. God it's a golden opportunity for Brittany Louder. Okay, <laughs> good so night, ladies let's, and let's, gentlemen. Let's, uh, let us all make it clear that thankfully, uh. Le Thankfully, Leviathan. the transmutation circles of I, for I forgot her yes. name. I forgot her name. Uh, Leviathan. Let let's all be thankful that Leviathan is made up of clear liquid and not yellow liquid. But anyway, she still yeah. goes. She but still goes close in that area when they're in an elevator. Like, yeah, that scene was genuinely yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, I'll bring that up again. And then it just the turns out Lucifer but... was totally into it. I'll bring that up again with the next character, but yeah, Brittany Lauder, like, for the angsty, spoiled moment she has, it was pure, unadulterated ham. Oh, it's fucking but great. She, like, it was like, spiral cut, honey glaze, like, you could sell that at like $45 a pound. Are you trying to get me ham? to jack off to ham right now? Because if no. so, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what just happened, but I'm pretty sure that's a not like that's. Hey Jamal, when you edit this what? in the corner, just have an Andrew broken counter and just <laughs> dang it, because we're like getting to. S Andrew has just soiled himself like six times tonight. I did no such thing. I just got back from pig. I did that. Wrong, 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 wrong. Oh, yeah, by the anyway. way, Andrew, to answer your question, no, chickens do not have corkscrew penises. 
Okay, I forgot I asked that. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> they make their cloacas kiss. In what the case, fuck is a cloaca? <laughs> in any case, for the angsty moments, Pretty Louder had plenty of ham to go around. But for the serious moments, she really brings it home. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God, Megan, are you okay? Megan, give your voice a rest. We got a panel on Sunday. <laughs> throat coat, Megan. Throat coat. Not, not that kind of throat it's coat. It finally Andrew. happened after two and a half years of doing this podcast. Someone finally broke me. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew have, Andrew, have you never seen Silver Spoon? No. They I explain haven't. what a cloaca is in the first episode. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are all broken tonight. I hope Netflix you enjoyed watching this episode. Uh, <laughs> as we try to collect our thoughts. Anybody else has any more thoughts? Oh, everything hurts. <laughs> I can't breathe. This was a fun roll, and if we're having so much fun talking about it. Okay. Love, uh, no, Brit no, holy shit, Brittany Lauda. <coughs> I'm not. I'm not dying because of you. It's because Andrew doesn't know what a glowing <laughs> is. But. Brittany Lauda was like. Oh my god, like. When I watched the first episode, I was like, I hate all of these except for this bitch. Because Leffy is... Oh my god, Andrew, you fucking broke my voice. <laughs> Andrew, you motherfucker, I have a panel to do Sunday. It's okay, it's okay. You'll... <coughs> I'm yes. telling mom. I'm telling mom, Jan. But, um... No, like, she, she goes from angry lesbian to, like, jealous, clingy girlfriend... To just genuine, like, fun in, like, two seconds flat. And she, at points, comes off as, like, the ditziest little girlfriend ever. But she's so sincere about how much she loves Lucifer. Yeah, she's a fucking idiot, but goddamn, does she have passion. I'm genuinely surprised how much I actually ended up liking Leviathan. I kind of thought she was going to be annoying. But she actually turned into a pretty fun, enjoyable character. And she actually has one of the cooler, more standout designs. Oh, yeah, I love characters. her design. Because she... Yeah, it's just a t shirt and no pants, which is ironic no, we call her Levi. No, it's like. Ah, oh, I see what you did there. No, but like, she actually has like a cool design. The only one thing that bugs me is. is this isn't even like a bad thing. It's She's got like this really weird scar on her leg. And it's like, it looks like... I don't think that's, that's a, scar. a scar. That's a garter, you slut. On her leg? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's okay, like... things that Andrew doesn't know what they are. Cloacas <laughs> and garters. It looks like it's basically like... It looks like it's basically tearing open the leg is the way it looks to me. I don't know. Anyways, I don't know things. That's things we don't know. There's a lot of things I didn't know about tonight. 
point is, uh, Brittany as, as Leviathan, uh, really fantastic job. Had a, you could tell she had a lot of fun with this. I have to be. Yeah. She has a, she has kind of a hammy inflection in her voice, but she does the job very well. Okay. And I gotta say, like, all the really cool creature design comes from her, from her minions. Oh, the whale and the... Yeah. And the bat thing? Yeah, the little bat fish thing. Which, by the way, the, the way the ending of the show opens with just that is, like, the stupidest, weirdest thing ever. It's I never actually bar. watched the ending of the show because it was lazy. The the censor bar is... It's clearly... The, the thing is the censor bar. It's clearly, like, the censor bar in, like, a lot of spots. Yeah. Which, uh, you gotta think, um... It's a fish! Are they trying to say something here? Uh, beats me. Trying to smell like fish? Uh... No, do not fuck a fish. That's not how you get a mermaid. <laughs> oh go. yeah, that reminds there me. There we go. Fishing me. for jokes. And Megan, I, I really, I'm, I'm really excited to do Monster Musume now after this because I'm really curious what you're gonna think after this. Do not fuck a fish. Oh, God. Uh, in any case, Brittany Ladder was very good in this role. I hope you like those Japanese Blu-rays. <laughs> buy the Blu-rays. Buy the figure. No, so, buy the figurine. No, seriously, she bought no, the she Japanese really did, actually. I know. I can totally believe that. I hope she enjoys... Oh, she, oh I hope she enjoys her titty mouse pad, too. Yeah, the goddamn emotion. Buy our merchandise. Anyways. Okay, Rich, you scared me a little. Hey, That's... you! You filthy fucking virgin Japanese employee man. How hard is your dick right now when you look at this girl? <laughs> Buy our shit! Okay, before I lose my shit any further, we need to yeah, move on. Maybe we all need to say a prayer. Uh, I think the best person we need to do that is. Uh, I've I've oh, already I already know I'm going to uh, hell. There, as much as my mom would not like me saying that. I would like to talk about how the actual true premise of the show is turning a good little Christian girl into a fucking sinful lesbian. Isn't that every hentai, Andrew? Well, I mean, I I, I no I. I'm not throwing myself under that bus again. I'm also, Me neither, not, I'm also so. not throwing myself under that bus again. A bus? Anyway, yeah. we need to say a prayer. We need to say a little prayer, and I think in order for do to do that, we need to bring out uh, Miss Maria Totsuka, who is a submissive young lady. She She hates being mistreated, rather be abusive or lewd. Uh, she, it, she, I don't know how, but she actually possesses a bit of Lucifer's blood when she was an angel. Uh, she, for some reason, she could see Lucifer, and, uh, once the two get together, they have, uh, quite a few interactions with each other. Basically, one of them being, a uh, nipple-licking thousand rods. Uh by the, way, the other uh, being the object of, uh, the object of other people's affection. Constantly used as bait, if you will, for almost every episode. I'm gonna be honest. 
I really didn't like what they were doing between Lucifer and Maria for like the majority of the show because it really did seem like a lot of it was like this very creepy unconsensual like dom sub lesbo thing and it really tell that like Maria wasn't into it for a while and it was very uncomfortable yep. I feel like it I feel like I could describe Maria better, but I'm just a little enthralled by her. It, it's literally Lord. the entirety of the show. The, let me explain. Let me summarize the entirety of interactions between Maria and Lucifer. Uh, Maria says the phrase, I'm straight. And then Lucifer says, so is spaghetti until it's Who wet. Gets wet. And that, my friends, is the entirety of their relationship. Well, kind of, sort of. Yeah, and so was I until Yuri on Ice made me realize I was fucking gay. Okay. Anyways, (laughs) uh, who the fuck voices uh, Maria? Yes, Maria is voiced by Madeline Morris, who you've seen in similar roles as Noriko Yamada from Alice of Soroku. Hikari Kanabuchi from Brave Witches, Bianca from Isaiah the Last Witch, Oyodo from Kankole, Akua Aino from Love Tyrant, and as a little addendum, and I found out this morning, she also voices Maria's mother in the last episode. Yeah, I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> oh shit, I just realized the joke I could have led into this. What? I should, I, I should have, instead of being like, who the fuck plays her, I should have said, how do you cast a character like Maria? I was thinking doing something like that, but I... She's a Christian Catholic girl named Maria. Is that a reference to a musical that I'm missing? How do you fuck a girl like Maria? I'm just I'm just sorry she doesn't have any actual powers of her own, because I would have said she's Maria the Virgin Witch. Get out! Don't you bring a good anime into this! How do you It's like right there. How do you possess right a there. How do you possess a virgin like Maria? Andrew, I'm going to kick you in your tiny dick. Steal the heart from her body. How do you get her pants off in your bed? Hey Roots. Yes. How do you murder a little bitch named Andrew? <laughs> I'm with Megan on this one. He put me in the Pajoshi hey, dungeon. Andrew. Mina wants her cummies. The hills are alive with the sounds of your fucking body treading the floor. Speaking of which, let's talk about Maria, because I know what scene Megan wants to talk about. Let's talk about Maria. Butt stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, that she... Madeline... Woman... I respect that you acted all the way through the show as this character. Because it was a good performance. But Maria has all of the character of a wet paper towel drowning in a chlorine pool. Yeah! Like, Maria is the worst character in the show. Maria is basically like, but, but, don't touch me. And at first, then she's like, Oh, I guess I like Lucifer now because Lucifer saved me. And maybe Lucifer wasn't so bad. And the writers of this show didn't know how to put a plot into the very end. 
But God, speed on you, girl. That poor girl has had to act through so many rapey scenes. There's like, a lot. Like, okay. I literally, like, this is why I say, like, the middle chunk of episodes is kind of the best part because they're a little less rapey and horrible. Episode two is honestly, yeah. to me, more uncomfortable than the breast milk thing. Yeah, this something you should know about episode two. Uh, apparently, it took them two takes just to film that elevator scene. I don't blame her. That's really fucking weird. Yeah. And she, she, God bless her heart. Like, like, I, I, I honestly don't think I could do that. Holy shit, see, my voice. See, um, see, that's that's kind of why I, that's why I like stuff like Monster Musume more than I do kind of like this because Monster Musume is also at its heart a bunch of hot girls and titties and stuff. But it's a much more, like, vanilla and or, like, consensual, awkward scenarios. And it's it's more like accidental, weird scenarios. And not like, I am forcing you to do this sexual act against your will. Like, that's what bugs me about a lot of the scenarios in this show. Some of them are pretty hot, but it's like... There's a lot of them that are just flat out, like, fucking really dubious fucking rape shit. And it's, it's fuck, it's messed up. Yeah, there's like, there's yeah. more kind of weird sexual stuff in this than, like, your average Otome game adaptation. I'm not even sure how you're bringing... Like, no, like even, even, like, porn... Like, like even, like, hentai Ichi stuff. Like, at least it's, like, a lot of dumb, accidental, like, gropings or something like that. This is straight up, like, unconsensual sex. And it's... It's weird. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Yeah, it is very uncomfortable and... I think for what it's worth, I think Madden kind of deserves an Oscar for all the sex noises she had to make. Because I, Bless her I know she... Yeah, I can only imagine how much holy water Dave had to spray in the booth after that. Like, <laughs> Okay, I have to ask something right now that's completely unrelated. Pineapple all Man. Right. Is he actually a holy man? Some Yeah, I think so. Not not like an actual father like he's a weather son, but I did see pictures of him dressed like a father. He could be he could No, be I actually no, actually I'm I'm actually pretty sure Dave Trosco is actually a preacher. Yep. Wow Dave Trosco mad respect to you, sir. This is <laughs> Six. Wow. I, I wasn't sure about that, because I want to ask, if that is true, Mr. Trosco, bless your heart, bless your holy heart for doing this with your craft, as well as your beliefs, because I imagine some of these people are probably religious and whatnot, and it's just, like, some of them are for the art. If he is actually, like, a religious preacher person, that is an extra layer, and wow, bad respect, uh... 
Anyways, back to Madeline. Madeline is yeah. pretty good, but she's just very timid and makes a lot of sex noises. Yeah, there's not a yeah. lot she, to her character. She is, she is, she is Titty McGuffin. I mean, you could release the Kraken and she'd have to go wild. No, she she is a Titty McGuffin. She is literally a McGuffin, and she has titties. And sometimes her titties are the McGuffin. Because she sucked her tits, and then she's like, we need to go to Miami. Yeah, that was weird, and like, never touched upon again. Oh, yeah. Breast milk can see the future, I guess. But, like, Maybe? only once? I don't know. We needed her to suck her tits for this scene. It's like, there's like 250 scenarios you could come up with why she has to suck on her titties. But your reason was literally time travel, I can see the future, let's go to Florida. Yeah, not to mention, like, towards the end when Bilal has it caged up, like... That I mean, I, okay, that so that is, like, actually supposed to be, like, evil. You're not supposed to like this shit. Yeah. But, like, Lucifer is the hero slash friend, which is weird. Madeline's good. Madeline's yeah. good as this character. I just, yeah. as Megan said, yeah. I really don't have a lot to say about her. She is just supposed to be the everyman, sort of. She was good in the MMO uh, episode. I liked her in that. Yeah, that what was episode? pretty much her only with uh, MMO. Oh yeah, the MMO, MMO episode was like the episode she actually fucking did shit. Yeah, that was the only redemption she had. But other than that, I she deserves an Oscar for all those noises. Because I know in acting you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable, and she like literally sunk to the bottomest depth of uncomfortable. And for that, I respect to I, not only her. All these ladies, because yeah. not every person. We'll save that for final thoughts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I said my piece on Maria. Uh, is anybody else? Same here. Like not not a lot to well, her, but I give her a lot of respect for going the uncomfortable mile. Yeah. So good to move on then. How do you fuck a virgin like Maria? No. Yeah, da, da, da. I need. I need to think more. I'm going no, to Andrew. kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Jesus can't save you now, friends. We're in all nine circles. Fuck you, Andrew. <laughs> so we move on. Lilac. To... Never watched this episode. <laughs> Thank God it's after we see each other in person. Because okay. I'm pretty sure Roots and I would be dead in a castle in Denton, Texas. <laughs> Alright. I think it's time we talk about the queen bitch in charge. Yes, the QBIC, the demon pride herself, Lucifer. Despite being the greatest angel made by God, she turned into a fallen angel and caused a rebellion. Become the Become the greatest demon king in hell. Okay. Uh, when she isn't speaking, her beauty is truly divine. But when she opens her mouth, a storm of arrogance blows forth. So pretty much, she was she too, like Belial, was cast out of heaven and sent to the ninth circle of hell. Where upon meeting Leviathan, challenges the seven moral sins to pretty much king of the hell. Well, you keep what you kill. At least that's where I got in the beginning. And then, she, of the and then she decides, "You all suck. I'm gonna kick 
all of your asses and rule over you bitches. Screw you. I, first, I gotta yeah. get my own hell with blackjack and hookers. I think, and hookers. I think Actually, forget the blackjack. Just hookers. And then you get, like, Maria. Yeah. And then it's just, it's just a bunch of Maria clones. It is just... <laughs> yeah. I think what happened is, like, Bilal restrained her power and she had to overcome the commandments themselves one by one in each fight. Up until she fights Wrath, to which... And Wrath just, just like, fuck it. I want to see you. Exactly. Wrath, Wrath is... Wrath and uh, Sated is basically the Vegeta of the show. Yeah, pretty much. She she develops an unhealthy obsession within Leviathan, <laughs> who refuses to let her go, but deep down, they both really care. It, it, it was just... love at first titty sucking on a cross. Yes. <laughs> All I know is Levi wants to give her a sweet poke. And I say... <laughs> what was that sound? And I say that... I hate you so much! <laughs> what was that sound? And I say that because it's the Twitter handle for actress Nicole Endicott. Ah, segue. What was that sound you made? <laughs> somewhere between, that? somewhere between laughter and killer whale being slaughtered. <laughs> so, are you basically just like Shamu right now, getting stabbed by a bunch of lances of Longinus? Was that because you you got the pun, or were you just laughing for laughing's sake? That's right, children. I am ruining all of nature tonight. Flipper, 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 faster than light. I don't know how to segue from that. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Every aspect of my childhood is now dead. Oh, God. Uh, thank imagine... you, Seven Mortal Sins. This is the best. I told episode. you I was rooting childhoods tonight. This is the best episode. We've My ever God, seen. I threw that down harder than Scarred into Mufasa. What do you think about it? That's basically how you describe her relationship with Belial. Long live the queen. The king. Anyway, Jamal, do your job, please. Yes, uh, Nicole Endicott is uh, also another brand new actress. Her only other name role is. Principal Fumika Kitago from Brave Witches. Neat. So, who wants to start this final okay. round? So, apparently I'm the only one who hears this. But, I hear like a very southern, uh, a very subtle Georgian accent in her voice. Huh. Like, it is really, really subtle. And I feel like it was kind of subdued because they decided that's what they wanted to do with the Lyle. But I I kind of... I, I can kind of hear it now that you mention it, yeah. I kind of wish they just uh. kind of went with it. Nah. Because it, it, mm. either, they, either they go with it or just completely remove it. Because, I, I, I don't know. I, I'll say this. I actually was kind of surprised. At, uh, she had like a, she was a little flat in some places near the end. But, but I think that's just the show. I think that might have just been a lot of surprising exposition near the end. But I'll say this. 
she completely I've, I've not heard her in any other thing but i'll say as lucifer she completely sells the idea that she is a bad bitch yeah like she is the one you do not want to fuck with like when she gets going oh yeah except Yo, when, when you... she amasses like a hell of followers i'd be like bitch i ain't even full of pride you just hot the yeah, she actually yeah, she actually is one of the hotter characters. I'll say that too. I'll say this. The only time she's ever like seemingly vulnerable is when butt stuff and wooden horses are involved. Oh, butt stuff. Look, we were going to mention it before. It's like she was I know, I know. I know. She actually gets pretty like sick in that episode, so she's dealing with the yeah. weird shit in the hospital and she's like this fucking place sucks. She's actually like crying almost. This place sucks. There's, it's everything is going on. Everybody's breathing and dying and coughing in the middle of the night. The food sucks. And a lady had to stick a pill up my butt. Oh, here, try this pill. Good news. It's a suppository. Hot stuff. She's... She screamed real well during those she moments. She actually is pretty convincingly and kind of cute when she screams weirdly enough. Um, I'll say this. I, I really did actually enjoy her as Lucifer. Like, she sold oh, yeah. the aura of bad bitch in charge. Like oh, oh, God. That's, like, my favorite thing about her is, like, she exudes the fact that it's like, oh, that was cute. Time to get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she has that hold you than thou kind of voice, which I generally Wait. really like. Oh but. yeah, she 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 she's just better than everybody. Yeah. But yeah. I think she also has like like you said like the whining vulnerability, and at, in the last episode where she like gets herself stabbed for a second, she did a really good job too. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, I, I didn't know of her, and I was genuinely surprised at how good a job this person Put her in more shit. Yeah, that scene was kind of perplexing, though, because... Uh, yes, you ex I'm surprised that the girl stayed dead in the show where the plot is clearly so important. No, it's not that. It's the whole heart thing. Uh, oh the yeah, heart thing made no fucking sense. Uh, you have my <laughs> heart. I, I, it did, it did, it, it didn't make no sense until I rewatched it, and then it occurred to me. It makes no because sense because you find out the, no, because you find out in the hospital episode, Lucifer has two hearts. Oh yeah, that's right. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, what do we do? Wow, I can't do believe exactly. the writers Thank weren't you. paying attention to that. By the way, now that I think about it, Belial came in and like did something with her titties in the hospital bed. What did she do? Frotage. Uh, some kind of spell. I, uh, was it a spell? I just I they locked. Frotage. They like. Yeah, she they docked, she uttered in. Uh, yeah, she, And then the, the show. They docked nipples and made the enchantment. And speaking of docking, that last episode though, like. When Maria sacrifices herself, they docked, and some of her blood got in her. I, I was like, she, yeah, she went full-on satanic by the end of that. It's like, yo. So, the only, is she a zombie? The only is she a devil? Is she, What is she? Is she a plot device? Yeah, she's a plot device. Okay. 
Yeah, the only real thing that never made any sense to me afterwards was the whole Tears of Blood thing. I know there's some religious significance to that, I feel but... like if Maria died and came back like a demon or something, I kind of would have forgiven that. Because that would have been like some sort of... All I know is this. Apparently their way to hide the entrance to hell was to put a fucking blanket over it. I mean... <laughs> quick! Don't, don't let the angels come see the billions of screaming souls and corpses put a sheet over it wow you everything seems all clean down here it's well, that, it's that line from um bravest warriors put blanket over it ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever yeah. what the fuck were Nick yeah Nicole 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 you were great as Lucifer I'd like to hear you in more things and yeah, that's what I've got. Yeah. yeah, we all do. So general consensus is she, she's very good. We really need to hear more out of her because she was fucking amazing. As well, like my earlier comments with the uh, with the quote unquote training wheel stuff. I really hope that in two three years she's a big name at Funimation or is doing more. Maybe not just in the anime industry, but you know, video games and act in American yeah, cartoons thank, and whatnot. Thank, thankfully yeah, enough... Yeah, why gathered on her Twitter, I think she's a voice director for indie games. Oh, that's right. cool. Uh, thankfully, yeah. with the, the, the outcome that is the broadcast dubs, we could hear a lot of newer talent regularly, and I'd like to hear more of her. Yeah, speaking of dubs, uh, let's go into Final Thoughts right now. So... What did y'all think of this dub as a whole? Better than it really should have been. Really so much better than it should have been. I, I'll i say this. I really get the impression that trash garbage shows, in terms of like working on, must be the most fun thing to ever be a part of. Because yeah. everybody you can tell is having a blast. They're going nuts. But they're having the time of their lives, and this show is fucking full-on pornographic trash, trash dumpster fire garbage, with half of these characters being hot and attractive, and half of them basically being like discount blow-up dolls that like eat, not even like the horniest person would want to stick their dick in. But at the same time, also the plot's fucking nonsense, and it's basically the show itself is. Can blasphemy get you hard? Let's find out. <laughs> That's basically the premise yeah. of the show. The show's kind of garbage, stupid, trash, fire. But this dub is fucking amazing. Props to Dave, props to all these actors. Props to Dave's especially for giving some newer talents to get the chance to shine in what is basically a very awkward position to start out in. But they fucking did it great, and I really respect that. Alright, I've said, I said my piece. Alright, who wants to go next? Because I'm going to go last. Uh, for Ruth, if you don't mind going, because I want to lead into Jamal's rant, because I agree with him on okay. what he's going to rant about. Yeah, this, this dub was worlds better than it probably should have been. Uh, huge props to Clint and Dave. The cast, like, this is a really, really uncomfortable watch. 
but the dub, the dub made it tolerable. Yeah. And um, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I get the feeling I know where Megan's rant is going to go, so I'm going to let her go because I might have a little bit to add to that. Okay. Getting my, my thoughts on the dub as a whole out of the way, this dub is better than this fucking show deserves. This... I... Look. To, to Dave, Clint, all of the wonderful men and women who came in and did this show, pretend, I don't know if you got uncomfortable voicing it, but there were points where I was uncomfortable watching it. Um, and, and it's like, oh no, you're being like, I don't know, I guess I, it's like, oh, you're being like so prudish and, and all that stuff. It's like, no, because I can watch shows with sexuality in them. I mean, I'm not going to. Shimonetta, for example. What? Shimonetta. Yeah, I, I enjoy Shimonetta, which. Has literally has an attempted rape scene in it. Twice. Thanks. I mean, but I also enjoy series with actual consensual consensual sex that is shown in the manga. I mean, I'm sorry to spoil this for anybody who reads Tokyo Ghoul um, in the manga... There's an entire chapter, and I can say this because I own the actual magazine where it came out in Japan. Thank you, Amon, for buying that for me when you went to Japan. And I will give Jamal pictures to put this up in editing. There's an entire chapter that is dedicated, very classily, by the way, to Toka and Kaneki having sex. I like shows that have... I mean, I like Yuri on Ice. Yuri on Ice has fan service in it. I don't give I don't give a shit what anyone says. It has sexuality. It has fan service. But there's a point where so many shows come through the filter that I feel like this show could have a bunch of dudes in the same situation. I would still think it's absolute garbage, by the way. And I feel like Funimation wouldn't dub it because it was too much of a risk. Because this shit sells with dudes. And I get that there are also girls who are into this show. And probably girls who really do enjoy this show. Or people who identify as female who enjoy the show. But I feel like this isn't something I would have given a broadcast dub to. I Or a simul dub. I would have waited for home release. Just because it is so odd to dub. And I feel like this caused other shows to get passed over. I don't know if there was a deal that said you ha- you can get these other shows, but you have to simul dub Seven Mortal Sins. Um, but that being said, I'm, I'm grateful for the effort they put in on it. I would have honestly been a lot angrier at the show if the dub wasn't as enjoyable as it is. This is not a show I'm going to buy as as enjoyable as this dub is. Um, I'm not going to buy this show. I streamed it because I am on this podcast. This is not co- something I'm comfortable like 
like when somebody says, "Oh, what's a good anime to watch?" or "What's what's anime about?" and then they see a show like this, and this is kind of the stuff that gives it the anime sometimes a bad name. And I mean, if this is your show and you enjoy it, all the power to you. But at the same time, I feel like maybe Funimation and certain companies should step back from stuff like this and maybe put risks on shows that aren't super fan servicey or aren't like instant hits like your Attack on Titans and stuff. I mean, and I'm grateful because this is a, a year where Aka 13 gets a dub, where uh, Allison Zoroku gets a dub, Kato got a dub. Yeah, actually, I was going to add to that point. Like, the thing with the broadcast dubs, and they're like, actually are trying to take some risk with a lot yeah, of Yeah, and I'm, I'm grateful that this is happening for it, too. And maybe this show was one of the risks because of the sexuality and the nature behind it. But my thing is this, if you're willing to take a risk on highly censored, borderline hentai pornographic material, start taking a risk on other shows that may not be as mainstream. Don't just do these types of shows because people are like, oh, it has tits, it'll sell. Mm. And I, I do genuinely feel like this is a show that actually could have been really interesting if the sexuality in it was toned down. Because I think it has an interesting concept and it has semi-decent character design. So... I don't think they trust themselves to do anything interesting. Yeah, and that's Japan's fault. That's not the dub's fault. Uh, like I said, if anything, the dub makes this show more enjoyable. Agreed. Yeah... I'm also okay. very tired. I've been up since 5.30. So, Mr. Jamal, the floor that we just took, we took the liberty to mop it up for you, by the way. The floor is yours. Okay, then. So, I mean, it, personally, when I enjoy a show, I enjoy it because it's either something I really like to watch, something that has a good dub, or both. And I'm... A, I'm of the mind that if something needs to be said, it needs to be said. Now my thing is this. When the dub was first announced for Seven Mortal Sins, I was a little iffy on the show to begin with, so I wasn't sure how the dub would play out. Come to find out that Dave Trosko was going to direct it, I was like, okay, it could, it could give it a chance. I saw the names on the cast list, I was like, you know what, let me hear them first before I pass judgment. And I really like the dub. I liked it so much that it's probably going to go somewhere on my list of dubbies. Where exactly? You're just going to have to wait and find out. However, what I am not a fan of is people bashing the dub. It's not just sub-elitists or anything. It's also some people that actually watch dubs. Because there are certain names they don't recognize on there. There are certain people that they're not familiar uh, with. Here we yeah. go. There are certain voices they do not understand. So I was wondering where we were going to get to this. Oh yeah, we're going to get to this. And my thing is this. For those that are just hating on the dub because you don't recognize anybody in this, go fuck off, okay? Because here's my entire thing. If there's a, a performance you like but you don't know the person they who knows they could become your favorite per actress later on I mean 
five years ago, I didn't know who Brynn April was, and now she's one of my all-time favorite actresses. I, I did not, I was not a big fan of Token Rambu Hanamaru at first, but then when I heard Jade was directing it, I decided to watch it, give her some support, and it turns out I really liked the dub. And actually, Rambu Hanamaru was such a good anime, and, everybody should watch it. <laughs> exactly. And, and I'll say exactly. this, like, um, adding on to your point, there are so many actors and actresses who I only would have known regularly for doing dub talk and covering seasonal, like, broadcast dubs that have since, like, gone from, like, who the fuck is this nobody to... Who the to, fuck is Kyle? Who the fuck is Kyle? <laughs> so, so it's gone from, exactly. who the fuck is this schmuck? To, wow, this is one of my actual all-time favorites. They could do almost no wrong, etc. Like, I didn't Ex know who the exactly. fuck Jeannie Tirado was. Now she's, like, honestly one of my favorite actresses there at Funimation. I used to be like, who the fuck's Jane Saxon? Or, wow, Jane Saxton's only ever this type of character. And she's since become one of my favorites. I used to think, who the fuck is this guy named Josh Greeley? And he's one of the fucking best. Like... People, your favorite actors started out as nobodies with no names, as like, who the fuck is this schmuck? How the fuck are they supposed to become bigger, better, and more experienced without that first push, that first performance? And I applaud exactly Dave for doing that with several of these actresses, who even from their first outing, I'm like, they're really good for this character. I'd like to see them do other characters. Sometimes they might get them good. Sometimes they might do them bad. But it's a learning experience. And let these people learn and blossom into the talent they are destined and meant to be. Exactly. Because with dubs, especially when you do an ADR directed general, and Jade and Cliff have said this in interviews before, that they have anonymity when it comes to casting. And Cliff has definitely specified that, depending on the property, sometimes the Japanese will be involved, but other times they have complete anonymity on who they want to cast. I mean, nobody bad than I when there were new names in Tokenwambu. Nobody bad than I when there were new names in Nambaka. Hell, nobody bad than I when there were new names in Keijo. But y'all going bat an eye when there are new names in Seven More Sins. Because, okay. I think there is I think a it, Okay, if I can say something about that too. I hate to be the person who says this. I think it needs to it be also said might, though. Because I think I know where you're going to go. It's sexism. It's straight yeah. up sexism. Mm. I mean, I don't want to be uncomfortable and say it. Because it is a little bit. I mean, like. I know, because you're like, you brought up Keijo and... Here's the thing, though, in Keijo, like, Jamie Markey's still in Keijo, and she's a well-known female voice actress. Um, yes. Mo was Monica in Keijo? I, I never watched yes. Keijo. Monica's yes. in Keijo. Um, I mean, there are still, the core of Keijo as a show had very established voice actresses in it. And the thing is that the same transmutative property is in Seven Mortal Sins. Except for, oh, now there's also this guy who hasn't directed as much as Cliff has, is directing us too. And people are like, oh, you're putting in hats, you're putting in uh, new name people just so you can be a little different. Dude, at one point, Monica Rial was that no name. At one point, Christopher Sabat was that fucking no name. 
at one point, Mike McFarlane was that fucking no-name. Like, even in, like, the Western industry, at one point, Steve Bloom was that fucking no-name. I think Mary there was Elizabeth a time. Mary McGlynn was that no-name. That, that was an era that up. exists. Shut the fuck up if you're being that person. If you don't like the dub, don't fucking watch it. If it's if you're gonna miss out on the wanking show because the girls' voices are gonna ruin it, shut the fuck up and deal with it. You're still gonna wank off anyway. I'm pretty sure a girl's voice, unless voices are your kink, aren't gonna ruin it for you. But my thing is this: these actresses are good. It's not like, and trust me, I've been there too. I've been upset because an actor I didn't want or I didn't think I was going to like, ended up being a character. I have, if you've watched this from the beginning, you know I threw a hissy fit over Sarah for the end. Like, I'm gonna be clear. I threw a hissy fit that Micah wasn't, Micah wasn't gonna be Michaela. I was pissed. I was like, this is gonna suck. And guess what? I was fucking wrong. I grew to love Justin Briner. I grew to love Rika Fajardo. I am gr- growing to love Alejandro Saab and things. Just because you don't know who they are doesn't mean they're a bad actor. Do a little research. Doesn't mean they're a bad actress. Do a little research. Or B, open up to being, open up to things being a little bit different. Let yourself get uncomfortable with what you watch. Because trust me, as much as, like I said, I do not like this anime. I do not fucking like it one bit. This show is torture porn to me. It is creepy torture porn. But I enjoyed the dub. Because the dub was fun. And you know what? I don't think I would have enjoyed it if it was done another way. If this show was played completely straight and by the book and paint by numbers, it would have sucked. And I don't think but, you could even do, like, the borderline hentai show straight like Japan can. Like, you have to have a little bit of tongue-in-cheek in mind when you decide to dub something like this. Yep, I honestly, I think I you said it all, Megan. I yeah. Shit. Definitely said Just, it. I'm sorry. Nostalgia can be a good thing. You can want things to be the way they were when, for some reason, anime was in its heyday. And now anime is all gone to shit. But it's not going to change the fact that this industry is changing and growing. Either suck it up and move on or go hide in your little corner and stick your head in the ground because the rest of us are going to fucking move on without you. I'm genuinely impressed that we went to such a kind of inspiring sort of interesting motivational discussion and direction. And thanks Jamal. Jamal has been sitting on this for months. Yeah. This is his thunder. I'm stealing it. I'm sorry. Like, this show, this episode, like, once or twice almost didn't happen. So, thank you, Jamal, for your persistence on this one. Jamal, this was, like, something you really wanted to do, and I'm very impressed with how you did it, my friend. Well done. Thank you. I mean, pretty much if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Just don't be your fucking dick about it, okay? okay. Don't be a dick about it. It's okay. Just don't be a dick about it. Okay, look. Basically, if you don't like it, don't be a dick about it. If you do like it, go beat your dick about it. (laughs) 
I mean, not to be... I guess the best way to end this is a quote Dave himself has said. You know, sometimes we all have to taste a vanilla to know that chocolate chip cookie dough is better. Mm. This show is anything and but this, vanilla. No, I mean, this dub could have been vanilla, but it ended up being cookie dough, and I like it all very much. I, too, am a fan of putting creamy liquids inside of myself and experiencing its pure pleasure. Okay, I... And on that point, we need to end. Please kill me. (laughs) I need to pack. And speaking of killing, it's time to end. If you were interested in seeing the dub... I just have one last thing to say. Funimation, I love you guys. Please dub more weird shit. Like, weird, obscure shit. Just... Just try new things. Be ballsy. Because if the end result... This is, this is him actually trying to... He doesn't really want that. You know what he's trying to tell you? He's trying to tell you to dub and release Tatami Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. You caught me. Dub the Tatami Galaxy, please. But, but no. In Anyways. all seriousness, like... Leave your comfort zone because... This... It wasn't quite as much as other things, but this was sort of leaving the comfort zone a bit, and it was really good. So, please... Leave your comfort zone in all ways, whether it be animation, whether it be sexuality, on all spectrums, just, in the words of Elsa, let it go. Yeah. This turned into a surprisingly, like, interesting discussion, but you know what? We've been doing this for, like, three fucking hours. I think my dog's starving now. Yeah, yeah, what needs to be said, it needs to be said. Now I'm gonna... We gotta... We gotta wrap this. We gotta... We, we gotta Andrew. tie, we gotta, you know, what? Let the man speak. <clears throat> yes, we gotta go. And speaking of going, if you want to go and see this dub for the Seven More Sins, all episodes are currently available on the Funimation Now service. The first two episodes are available for free, but the rest are behind the subscriber paywall, which, if you're interested in subscribing, they do have a 14-day free trial you can use to watch their simul dubs and home video releases. But fair warning, if you don't like the service or don't want to continue after the 14 days are up, make sure to cancel as soon as possible since a credit card is required and they will start pouring money from your account. It's like five bucks, it's a Baconator. More or less. Yeah, yeah, Baconator combo, yeah. As for the show itself, the sub can be found on Crunchyroll as part of the Funnyroll Partnership. You can watch with or without a subscription, just know without a subscription there will be ads. There is also a third subscription service called Verve, where if you opt for the combo pack for $10 a month, you get access to Funimation, Crunchyroll, Cartoon Hangover, and more, as well as original programming. Be warned though, be warned though, there are no subs when you're watching anime, and they are aware of it and currently working on it. Okay, correction. Okay, two things I want to add. One, there are no subs for dubbed anime. Yeah, the Funimation The subtitles are there. Are there for like the Crunchyroll side and any Japanese show? That's what I was going to add to that particular statement. There's also a second thing I really feel like I should address right now. What we are currently watching and discussing is the broadcast version and materials of this show. The reason why yes. there are sensors and t- things over everything is because this is the broadcast version. 
The reason that you can't watch the uncensored version is because that is because that is exclusive to the premium HBO-esque channels in Japan. All of that will be cleared up for the home video release as Funimation always, of course, fixes that. So this will be an uncensored show once it is brought out on DVD Blu-ray and once the final materials are brought up on Funimation's website in between 12 to 16 months. Yeah, it should be sometime in 2018. Um, uh, Funimation will release it on Blu-ray and DVD here in the U.S., uh, Universal Studios UK in the U.K., and probably Sony Universal in Australia. I just wanted to make that clear since everybody's going to be like, Why the fuck are the tits censored? Right, right, right. Right. You can continue. As for us, if you're interested in seeing any of us in the shenanigans we get up to, go ahead and plug yourself, sinners. All right. Uh, I'll go first because my voice is dying again. Yeah. Um, my name is Megan, and you can follow me over at Queen Era Two, where I do general, general shit posting and um, <laughs> what? It sounded like you said genital posting. <laughs> Yeah, Please yeah. let us be Andrew. Yeah, it's, it's been a long night. <laughs> Megan, I love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to die, Ducktales. Woohoo! No, you can follow me and my shit posting. At Queen Era 2, and that's all I really do besides shit here. Yeah. And uh, I'm Andrew, otherwise known as Classy Spartan. You can follow Who's me. He's a piece of shit. I'm also the piece of shit. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MangaMan9000. Uh, you can see me uh, frequently, f- frequently roaming the Funimation forums, or you can hear my voice on the other podcast gig i do podcast ona for surreal resolution where we talk about anime news and the like okay that's basically it okay you can find me at roots of justice on twitter and a couple other forums um i mainly retweet pug pics share anime licensing conspiracy theories in general just kind of a fun time And as for me, I'm an assistant editor of the Dub Talk podcast. I can be found on my other channel at Jamstar One. I do have a blog that's unfortunately covered in dust. I can also be found on Twitter at Jamstar529. As for the podcast itself, we can be found here on YouTube under the name Dub Talk Podcast. We can also be found on Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter by the same name. And I think that's it for the like, night. Like, comment, yeah. subscribe, and click that little bell. It'll help us out a lot. We're so I'm going cl- to kill him. We're so close to 1K. If we're not at 1K yes. by the time this video is posted, please help us get to 1,000 subscribers. Do it Hashtag so we can finally DT. let anime... Andrew- <laughs> Do it so we can finally let anime come. <laughs> oh my. I think we've come plenty tonight, fellas. I think it's time we wrapped it up. Yes, so from all of us here at Dub Talk, we wish you a good night. And Otaku on. Let's go play with our cloacas later. (laughs) Damn. Uh, Good night, everybody. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God.